On this episode, we discuss Black Easter. When the title Assassin 33 AD wasn't cool enough. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Hey! It's me, Stuart Wellington. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Elliot Kalen. Let's stop laughing for a minute. We got professional business before we get mm. to the movie today. Okay, yeah. Sure. Today, if you are listening to this episode on the day of release, which is September 25th, then you might know, or may not know, and you should know, that tonight we will be appearing live, remotely, via your computer, talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. That's right. We're doing a live remote show today. Tonight, mm-hmm. it's a surprise show, but it's not a surprise. We've been promoting it for like a month and a half now. But uh-huh. if you weren't aware of it, tonight, if you're watching this if, watching, if you're watching this episode, then stop watching me. If you're listening <laughs> to this episode, though, then it on the day of release, September 25th, and it is tonight, September 25th, just go to flophouse. Uh, go to theflophouse.simpletix.com for tickets. It's ten dollars. We're gonna be talking about Super Mario Brothers. We're gonna have new presentations. We're gonna be taking taking questions from the audience. I'll tell you more about it later in the show, but. If this is the first time you're hearing about it and you're like, I don't have plans tonight, I want to hear the Flophouse talk about stuff, then go to theflophouse.simpletix.com and get tickets for tonight. If you can't watch it tonight, getting a ticket gets you access to one week's worth of the archival video. You have uh-huh. a week to watch it. Not that it's the, you have to watch the video slowed down so it lasts a week to watch. That would be that would be not a great a way to, to watch night, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit each night as a Yeah, uh, but that's tonight if you're listening to this on September 25th. But let's get to the movie. We'll talk more about that show later. Let's get to the movie, uh-huh. right, Dan? Because what do we do on this podcast? Can we talk about well, this dumb movie? Yeah, what do, we, what do we do on this podcast, Dan? This is a podcast um, where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. This is a Small Timber right now. Small Timber. Yeah. The uh, month of the year where we watch smaller movies rather than the usual Hollywood schlock. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie— bus- This isn't a schlockbuster. This is a— um, What? Uh, what's a movie for—what's a that word for a little movie? It's schlock-dependent? Uh, mm, yeah. Like an uh, independent film? No. It's an, it's a, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Well, Stu, I'm, I'm hearing been. a lot of I'm hearing a lot of no's, but no, I'm not hearing denied. a lot of I'm not hearing a lot of suggestions. I'm, I mean, oh, you're, no. I'm identifying the problem, but not a solution. No, Elliot. No. <laughs> not well, Dan. It's wow. Slush locked nope. appendix films, that's what it is. I never nope. tried disappointment before to shut Elliot up. <laughs> it really works. It really, really works. Um no, th- well, this movie. Uh, it's a small it's just movie a little guy. It's that, a little guy. that yeah. uh, also has been released previously under a different name and a different cut. It used With to a di- be yeah. This is a movie known- that came out in 2020 and then came out yes. in a longer version in 2021. Yep, for and the real fiends uh, out there. Originally known as them, Assassin uh, 33 AD. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently that cut was goofier. I'm a little sad that we didn't watch that one. I picked this one just because it was the one that was available on a uh, streaming service. Um, I mean, I, I wonder can... how it. I, I wonder how it was goofier. That's my question. I don't, I'm guessing I, the order of things. I think that there are a few sillier ideas, according to Letterbox, that got like that left in. I think it was a little more overtly Christian, even though it's pretty overtly Christian. As I don't know how. Is. The movie literally is all about how Jesus is the Lord. It's kind of hard for yeah. it to be more overtly Christian than that. I've mm-hmm. only been able to glean very that 
tiny bit though from I mean speaking the... as a Jewish person who's uh-huh. only who whose only experience of movies before this has been the Coen brothers a serious man this was an mm-hmm. extremely Christian movie and wow. that, if I'm judging them on that continuum of a serious man having almost no Christian content and Black Easter being almost entirely Christian content it's very mm-hmm. Christian I've have those are the only two movies I've ever seen though it's, it's true although I mean for all you know uh, having only seen those two movies, uh, a serious man could be very Christian as well. You're saying just a I mean, lot if, less Christian. I guess than if there was a one. movie that wasn't, I mean, there are movies in Yiddish, so yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we? I'm gonna I'm gonna be summarizing the movie. You guys are uh, getting me today. so fucking excited. Can we just okay. get to the movie? <laughs> okay, let's get to this movie. So as Dan mentioned, we watched Black Easter, the recut of Assassin 33 AD. Uh-huh. Uh, now, and right off the top, uh, I think. We've de- we I've determined a really interesting linking between the other film we watched for Small Vember, of course, mm-hmm. Andy, a talking hedgehog. Andy, and the talking hedgehog, Stuart. <laughs> not merely a talking oh, hedgehog, man. although there was another talking hedgehog I'm glad in the that movie. You noticed, I'm glad that you noticed me throw salt all over his game right there. <laughs> so what I want to point out is both movies have really good uh, voiceovers, really good voiceover Great narrations. Voice I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize solid. that was part of uh, Small Vember movies, but it most of this movie sounds like it's being narrated by a talking animal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and by I mean, the way, he is because his name's Ram, which is an animal, and also he's a human, which is a kind of animal. I mean, both both feel like they're being narrated by someone who is recording over a phone line. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. part of it. We're in a small room. So guys, but first, Black Easter, it doesn't just start. This is a movie that is unafraid to tell you at the outset how amazing it is because the credits open with a string of award commendations, just one after the other. There's probably 30 of them. And they're from places I like film festivals I was not aware of. Like I know it won, it's I saw it one award at the Warsaw International yeah. Film Festival, <laughs> not one I was aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I couldn't find where I had read this, is what it's but called. someone on the internet has looked into these uh, these awards and found them to be non-existent, not not in place. Like they've called up and checked about these awards, and so he's 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 opening the movie with a string of lies. As far as I've been able to see, thank you, research. cyber sleuths, and so many. And so the only award the only word that's listed on the IMDb page for Assassin Thirty Three AD is a nomination for the Indiana Film Journalists Association's <laughs> Original Vision. Award did not win apparently, but yeah, yeah. Th- it takes such chutzpah, which I can't believe I'm saying for such a non-Jewish movie. It takes yeah. such chutzpah to start a movie with a string of, as Dan saying, non-existent <laughs> award commendations, uh, and then when you get flying cre- at you like like uh, like the, the credits from Superman. Yeah, it's a yep. barrage. They're being hur- it's like it's like uh, you are an attacker who is chasing the director and he is hurling awards at you in a desperate attempt to get you to slow down so he can escape. Uh, okay. Then no, the I know credits. we're blowing we're blowing right through this plot here, guys. But I just want to point out, Elliot, <laughs> when I watched it, I mean, we are roughly I, twenty seconds into the film. Yeah, when I watched this movie last night, I do have to warn you that I was incredibly drunk, <laughs> so I may have missed some of the intricate plotting. <laughs> yeah, well, this movie later turns into the primer of Christian time travel movies, so uh, I, I think you was... probably did miss some of the plot. Hopefully, Elliot will, will be the this. blade that cuts through this. this Gordian knot. Here's the comment. I'll take us through it. Buckle up because it's going to be a somewhat bumpy ride and you're drunk. But the I think here's the thing I'll say about it. If mm. you want to put a blurb on the poster, producer Black Easter, better sound recording than primer, raves Elliot <laughs> Kalen. <laughs> wow. Because I love primer, but you cannot record two guys standing next to a fountain 
with a shotgun <laughs> mic. I'm sorry. It's just you're not going to be able to hear them. But Primer is a great time travel movie. It's just very hard to hear at times. But again, the movie famously was made for what, like $7,000 or something like uh-huh. that? And so the guy who made the, it, it turns out, is kind of a creep. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, I can I can like the movie with that. I didn't like his other movies very much uh, or other movies. Good save. Okay, yeah. let's get to this movie. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, so. The credits then begin, but uh-oh, I hope you didn't think you were going to watch all the credits because the opening credits get interrupted by a voiceover telling us that the narrator had to piece this story together from three different time continuums, so it's going to be complicated. And then over a long montage of stock footage, he yeah. asks us what we would do if we could travel through time. Would we change our life or would we be okay with God's will having brought us this far? It's It's – so so this movie so you're the movie has not even has barely started and it's already it's thrown award after award at you it has refused to finish the opening credits and it has gone into a stock footage montage that is stating the theme i guess but it's and the the main character's voiceover is so smug right off the top of the bat like the char- this is before the character has d- described himself as a genius but the, mm-hmm. which happens later but it was like I thought it was it took it was so strange to see you've seen, we've seen all seen movies where a character has been in a precarious <laughs> yeah, situation uh, sure. and then they've you've seen two taken us back to I've seen well we haven't seen I mean I forgot I'd seen three movies Maverick with Mel Gibson was one of them and in that one he's in a dangerous situation and then it cuts <laughs> back to how he got there that one yeah this, now, how <laughs> Jewish is that movie compared to the other two. How what? How, uh, I would, it's right smack dab in the middle because it's not okay. overtly Christian. It's not overtly Jewish, but it's not overtly. Actually, you know what? They sing Amazing Grace in it, so you know what it okay. is. It is on the more Christian end of the spectrum. Uh, yeah. But he he does have to deal with um, with I think uh, riverboat gambling, which of course okay. is in the is in the, the Bible. So yeah. the uh, when I think that's Noah's Ark, he op- briefly opens a riverboat casino. <laughs> so. Um, for the animals. Yeah, I have anyway. something to do, you know? <laughs> but the movie doesn't even interrupt a scene for this. It interrupts yeah. the opening credits for this. Okay, so... And you got an octopus, to- one of the octopuses is doing the roulette table because yeah. he's got those yeah, long the, tentacles. Uh, well, we didn't... Well, that's the thing is Noah didn't really have a lot of sea creatures on the ark because they could kind of handle themselves <laughs> they in, the, in the deluge. It was yeah. really more the land animals he was trying yeah, to take care of. Yeah, but the just wants to come up because it's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's... Well, oh, you're saying... He's paying customers. He just wants to be where the people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he wants to be part of their world, like in the movie The Little Octopus, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we cut to the first scene. As the, uh, There's a lot of identifiers on the on the screens for the times, which we need because it's so complicated. It says mm-hmm. 33 AD, and a commando team attacks Jesus and his followers. Uh, the leader of the commandos, who will later learn his name, Brant, he tells uh, G- the man who is Jesus, who but you know we don't quite know yet who's been shot, he, if he goes, if you're really God, you can stop that bullet. And then he shoots Jesus in the head for taking my family. Yeah. So, guys, so, this movie it t- so it just throws you in the deep end right off the bat. How did right. you feel about it? Well, I want to take this moment to say, uh, before we get even further into this episode, content wor- warning for uh, deicide, uh, content <laughs> warning for <laughs> patricide and matricide. Uh, let's see. The killing of a mattress, yeah. A lot of Islamophobia and just sort of... Oh, they're pretty careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> they're careful in the way that, of, of a person who knows that they're going to be accused of a lot of Islamophobia yeah. because yeah. the premise is Islamophobic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the I'm not touching you with racism. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for as goofy a movie th- this is, there's a lot of potentially upsetting stuff Again, in it. But not, it is so silly. Not the goofy it is movie, so though. silly that you. We'll it is see. very hard to. It is just, a very. It's a very silly movie about religious silly. terrorism and time travel and multiple deaths. There's there's a lot of yeah. gunshot deaths in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. 
Yeah, that was 33 AD. Now a text about 2,000 years later. And this is where I was like, wait a minute. So you've accurately pinpointed the year of Jesus' crucifixion, <laughs> but you cannot accurately pinpoint the year that this guy, the main character, is in grad school. That yeah. The mm-hmm. records are spotty. It's about 2,000 years after that. It doesn't make sense. Uh, we meet our narrating hero. His name is the, he with the very realistic name of Ram Goldstein. Now, here's <laughs> here my theory about his name. Go They're, on. My theory about his name is... They are trying to make this character Jewish without yeah. ever saying he's Jewish. And a football Goldstein, player. And a football player. <laughs> but also, like, that. Are, the, maybe he's he's the ram that uh, that Abraham sacrificed after God told him not to sacrifice his son Isaac. That's my only guess. Because otherwise, he's a he's a tall, he's a tall thin, uh, what's the name of the guy from uh, The Office and Veep? Uh, 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 Zach Woods. The, yeah. Like, he's a, he's a real Zach Woods looking right. tall thin guy. Doesn't really seem like much of a ram. And I don't, it's no. hard for me to think of what Ram is short for. So it's either a nickname or his parents Ramstein. named him Ram for some reason. Rams, <laughs> is, is, Ramstein. Yeah. His name is Ram, yeah, Ramstein his name is Ramstein. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> Ram, Ramstein Goldstein, yeah. Uh, so I mean, Ram you Goldstein, understand why he shortens it. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, totally, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Uh, so Ram Goldstein, he is a cocky genius. He tells us in the voiceover that he's kind of a genius. And uh-huh. as he is busy acing the hardest test in this class that nobody's ever aced before, he meets his classmate, Amy, who in VO is also described as a genius. He then describes how they fall in love, and we see a montage of them falling in love. But then yep. we jump back to their first meeting, as if the montage of them falling in love never <laughs> happened, mm-hmm. to see her ask him out, and he's kind of surprised by it. And it's like, dude, you just yeah. told us this. Why are you Why are you telling us in two different ways that you're now <laughs> in love interest? seems to be really- Really into how uh, cocky and uh, much of a jerk he is. Now he's not, you got to give the movie credit for this. They're not doing a lot to make you like the main character. No. He is, presents himself as a cocky genius and continues to be that way. They, I mean, they are setting him up as explicitly a non-Christian scientist who does not believe in God, as we'll see yes. later, and yeah. is going to get his comeuppance because the movie's called Black Easter. It's not called. Nietzsche was right. The movie. This is not. This is not as God is dead. The rebuttal to God's not dead, starring Kevin Sorbo. Like this is. Yeah. You know, it, the the movie is where you you almost never have a movie where with Jesus in the first scene that doesn't end with Jesus being uh, shown to be God later on. <laughs> I mean, if if there's a it's hard for me to think of any. Okay. Three months later, forget that. There now it's three months later. They are ha- there. We're watching Brant, the commando from earlier. As the VO mm-hmm. tells us, he's a war hero who's now a family man. He's driving with his inexplicably British wife and their two blonde daughters. And, and it's it's like a car commercial. It's like yes. shot with like uh, you know like a drone and all that. It's great. Yeah, John Hamm is doing the voiceover. Uh, Heidi Montag from The Hills. Uh, oh right. Later on, I showed a picture of. Um, the actor playing Jesus to Audrey, the his IMDb photo, uh-huh. and she recognized him as uh, he had been on a singing competition. I can't remember which one. So there's a the, he the, the guy clearly Probably got the, a bunch the of reality Messiah. stars. That it? To, yeah, uh, got some yeah got some bona fides here. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, these are real stars. Uh, so uh, his his wife tells him that she's short. They have a very awkward moment, which in another movie would be her telling him this isn't working. I want a divorce. But instead, she mm-hmm. tells him, "I really think God's planning for you to do something miraculous." And he's like, "Thanks, honey." And then immediately he plows immediately. into a truck and kills her and their daughters. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. which is one of the things where he's like, "God, how could you do this?" But it's like, dude, you were not paying attention to the road. Like that was not mm-hmm. you were not driving yeah, safely. He immediately shifts to. Uh, like the raging at God specifically as the the, the cause of his mm-hmm. problem. Well, it's part of the five stages of of grief. First, there is denial. Go on. Then raging at God, and that's yep. it. There's just two stages. 
Wow. So the third <laughs> stage is ignoring stages three through five. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the third stage, I don't, it's spoilers. The third stage is going back in time to kill God. The fourth yeah, so stage the, is getting caught in some time travel shenanigans. And the fifth uh-huh. stage is uh, eventually things are okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't think you watched the end of the movie. Um, oh, so true. the uh, so yeah, he gets chucked out of the vehicle. Cars flipped upside down, mm-hmm. and uh, we we know things are bad because the doll his daughters were playing with in the back seat has been chucked out into this road with him. I feel like yeah. that is immediately a sign that chi- the, if you see a doll with no child, it's curtains for the child. Unless that doll is Chucky, in which case keep kids away from that doll. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's yeah, true. if you see Chucky, it's already curtains for the children. Kids shouldn't play with dead things or Chucky's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously, the doll the doll as signifier for dead child is a clear nod to Fritz Lang's M, in which the ball the child is playing with rolls to a stop, thus signifying that Peter Lorre has killed him. Black Easter is full of these little cinematic <laughs> Easter eggs, if, I, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I won't. Now we, we cut to... <laughs> you won't? Okay, then. Never mind. Uh, we cut to Lab 19, this is not a time indicator. It's not. Uh, we have not entered a new timeline where people where lab is a month and nineteen is a day. Uh, lab nineteen is a place named for where the laboratory ram- retriever that uh, <laughs> that saved the world from those aliens when we renamed the calendar after him. Yeah, in Space Bud, that was the name of the movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was the sequel to Air Bud. So uh, Lab 19, Ram and Amy are now working with two other geniuses, laid-back, cocky Simon, and mm-hmm. nervous, stuffed penguin-obsessed Felix. Felix obsessed with his stuffed penguin, and this never really pays off in anything, particularly. Uh, they're trying to invent a teleportation machine, uh, and Ram is mocking Amy for praying before their next test. He's like, ugh, God, can you really believe in that stuff? Uh, it seems like... This is a good time for her to dump him. It's three months in. They're coworkers now. Uh, he refuses to believe. He's re- he is just mocking her religious beliefs. If Especially I was me, like in yeah. public at this point, right? Yeah, like, in front of their coworkers. Yeah. Uh, Ram is all science. Amy's all about God. They're a classic odd couple. Uh-huh. Uh, Dan, what would you call the sitcom that's about the two of them, where <laughs> Ram is really okay. all science and Amy's all God, well, but they love each other? One of them likes God. Yes. And we're talking about the odd couple mm-hmm. okay i would probably call it uh sciency and the jesus <laughs> okay so jesus is one of the couple <laughs> yeah the okay. one that likes jesus i mean she i think i think, so I think the obvious choice is big bang theory. she also Let's likes actually she also likes uh big lebowski so yeah she yeah refers it's, to herself and she's played by john turturro playing the jesus from <laughs> yeah, actually Stuart, the big bang theory is a much better name for that show than for the show that it's actually uh, the name for yeah. Wait, yeah. it's already being used for a show. <laughs> oh boy, it's, it's it's understandable that you haven't heard of it. Uh, it's only the most successful television show in the history of television. Um, more 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 successful than Two and a Half Men. Uh, two and a Half Men is actually a guy, Saul Two and a Half Men. He's a, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so let's go back to the movie, shall we? So uh, Amy's all about God. They try to transport a chair, and the machine explodes. Oh boy! Back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. or uh-huh. so they think. So they're, they're bo- doing they're doing science to make chairs move from one place to another place. Yes, they're looking okay. for a way to solve uh, the problem that humanity faces of it being too difficult to move chairs. <laughs> yeah, I get Let it. me tell you, we've got folding chairs in the garage. When family comes over for a holiday, I've got to move them from the garage to the dining room. Yeah. It's a hassle. There's got yeah. to be a better way, Amy. Mm-hmm. Ram, do you have a suggestion? That's why we've got 
The chairizer. That's right. Mm. The chairizer is the best way to move chairs without actually Sounds using your physical body. Than it should. What about now? You do. Yeah, you do have to I'm move the chair another. to the chairizer. So you are moving the chair a little bit. Now the chairizer though is is authorized and endorsed by Paul Reiser. That's why we call it the chairizer. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Like Hi, you may remember me from the movie Aliens. Well, mm-hmm. something you're going to be alien from is moving your chairs when you get the mm-hmm. chairizer. The only uh, only product with my name on it. That's right, me, Paul Chair Riser. I changed my nickname to Chair. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to pitch an alternate product called Cherry Two Thousand. Okay, <laughs> and now spit. Tell me more about this project and the movie tie-in. <laughs> well, it does the same thing. It's just a cheaper version, but you know the two thousand <laughs> makes it sound futuristic. It uh, does. I mean, two thousand the year is now way in the past, but you know, true. sure. Are we, are we in the pitching pitching thing space of this yeah. episode? We certainly I are. Like, sure. I what like you to got? pitch a. Uh, I like to pitch an animorphs book where Paul Reiser turns into a set of risers. <laughs> Wait, so that's not an animal though. <laughs> that's the thing. Animorphs have gone long past animals, Elliot. Mm. Grow up, okay? Yeah. I, I, Grow I, up. You're right. I'm still I'm still a kid looking at animorphs and expecting animals. I didn't realize it was any object. Yeah. Anything. Uh, uh, so, so the cover of the book would be Paul Reiser morphing into a set of into risers. A, into a set of risers. And what would yeah. happen when he turned into risers? He just provides seating for people, just like with yes. a chair riser. Yeah. Paul yes. Reiser's all yeah, about seating. That's why that your idea gave me an even better yeah. idea. Like, yeah, he would do some neurotic. He would do a little neurotic comedy about it, like, "Hey, look at me! I'm everyone's sitting on me." You know, like, uh, I don't get no respect. I stole that exactly. tagline from from Roger yeah. Dangerfield, and <laughs> and it, yeah, I mean, he, it does make sense now why his show is called "Mad About You Sitting on Me." <laughs> Yeah, he's both mad but about it, like, I, yeah, case. he's like, I can't believe you're sitting on me still, Helen Hunt. Every yeah. episode was Helen Hunt yeah. sitting on him in different situations, and him getting <laughs> furious about it. Yeah, but he loves it too. I'm being sworn in as president videos. of the United States. Why are you sitting on me? It's such uh-huh. a show of disrespect. I'm getting gallbladder surgery. Why are you sitting on me? <laughs> no, but you know, he still likes it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back in time to assassinate Jesus, and you're sitting on me. Okay, yeah, so. They, so Ram and Amy and Simon and Felix, they think that they are going to get reamed by their boss. But no, their boss, Ahmed, he's not going to yell at them. He's going to show them video of the test that shows they actually did transport a chair for one split second. They did it. They invented teleportation. And the chair ariser is reality as long as you want the chairs to not go anywhere and then explode. They get promoted <laughs> to a much better lab in the same building. And you're like, wait a minute. Why did why did you have them working at this crappier lab on a different floor when you have I a better lab? It seemed lab? like they had several, he had several teams working at once. Yeah, yes, and there's a lot of redundancy in Ahmed's organization. Yeah. yeah. And Charlene pointed out that the uh, all these labs, uh, their security measure is someone on the door frame has drawn the outline of a hand be- mm. to yeah. be the handprint scanner. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. more a suggestion of security than anything yeah. else. Uh, Brant also works for Ahmed. He works security, and he does not get along with Ahmed's assistant, Sabir. And mm. uh, Brant tells Ahmed, as you would normally tell your boss, about how you're angry at God for taking your family from you. And mm-hmm. Ahmed has a flashback to his own parents having their throats cut back in whatever caricature Middle Eastern country he's supposed to be from. It is not named, and all you know is that brigands are running around slashing people's throats in marketplaces. With, uh, with you, curved daggers that he now mounts on his desk. Yeah, now is that, you think, and so it shows him at some point, I don't remember if it's here, like he takes the dagger and slashes the face of the person who did it. Is that the same yeah. dagger, and he's always kept it's it It's gotta with him? be. 
It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, right. yeah. That's yeah. his signature. It's his signature <laughs> yeah. dagger. Now that he's yeah. a super villain, he needs his signature dagger. Or is yeah. it like one of those prop replicas that people buy where they're like, mm, mm-hmm. I can't really get a Star Trek phaser, but I bought a replica <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to carry of... a real Batleth into the movie theater. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, what movie are they bringing, trying to bring a Batleth into? A Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay, well, because they're asking for trouble. I see. Yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, weeks later... Uh, While making out with Amy behind the computer server, the only place they think they're free from the security cameras, Ram notices that Ahmed is using the computer system to communicate outside of the country. And when he plugs in his computer device into it, he sees the video of it. Ahmed is talking to Rashad Amir, the most wanted terrorist in the world who also killed Ahmed's parents. Uh, and for somehow he's working with them. Uh, and Ram and Amy make the decision to decide to report it later and then go back to working on building the teleporter that the terrorist is going to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, a strange is, choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this movie is weird because to some degree, like, <laughs> it will it will work for certain stretches, like, on the sense that, like, it knows what a movie is. Like this movie is less incompetently made than a lot of small timber movies. Like it, it, it has the, it has the beats of a blockbuster movie in its head. I mean, second, just, second time's a charm, you know, it's just really dumb and silly while doing it. Like yeah. super dumb and silly. And, and this is one of the, the big moments where I'm like, <laughs> they seem, they're like, ah, we'll handle that after work. In the meantime, <laughs> we'll go back to trying to do the thing that we now know we shouldn't do. Anyway, the teleporter that the terrorist mastermind wants to use isn't going to invent itself. Let's make yeah. it happen. It's almost like they're like, well, there's no evil way to send a chair somewhere. So I think it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah I think that's probably it. There's the characters do a lot of things that the plot needs them to do, but where it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense for the characers to do it. Okay, speak it. We'll, we'll see a number of those later on. Uh, while working on it, uh, Ram has a breakthrough. The teleporter has to account for time. He makes up some science mumbo jumbo about two things existing in the same place at the same time. He's got, and the way that he makes it account for time is he tells the computer, send it to the future. And it works. He secretly yeah, tests perfect. it with a little pencil eraser, and it works. It's a time machine now. And this is one of multiple times in the movie where Ram tries to outsmart the bad guys and completely fails almost instantly. <laughs> where he sets up this secret test, and he's like, I did it, and they have no idea. And the guards immediately rush in and are like, we saw what you did. We're taking you to the boss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Ahmed uh, demands Ram tell him the secret of making the time machine work. They argue a little bit about the time travel ethics of uh, doing things in the past and also the power of God. Turns uh-huh. out Ram both encrypted and deleted his time travel files. Seems like redundancy to do both, uh, mm-hmm. but he did them both. <laughs> so they have to have Brant try to beat the info out of him. And uh, Ahmed tells Ram's gang, hey, he did it, and the project's classified now, so now Ram is working closely with the army, and you're going to have to give me your phones, and you can't leave. And the other – and Ram's coworkers are like, seems a little <laughs> off. Yeah, that's – that seems weird. Well, I don't know, but okay, it is. You are the boss. They're still um, doing it for love of the game, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, base. So, Ahmed at this point, and uh, he he is not wasting time. He ta- he brings in Ram's parents, and he says, "Tell me the <laughs> secret, or I'll kill them." And Ram doesn't. So so Ahmed kills them. They they're both shot yep, in the back yeah. of the head. Man, yeah, this, Ram. this is a. I found the scene to be legitimately upsetting because first, like Ram has to watch. His father gets shot in the head while his mom watches her her husband die, and then his mom and uh, 
And I'm like, well, did this movie start off with kind of a goofy voiceover where like yes. he's like, ah, oh, my life is great. I'm a genius. It was such a <laughs> he's weird like, you may, tonal hey, shift. Get ready, because this story is going to be a little wacky. Anyway, yeah. I'm a super genius. There's my girl. She's a hottie. She's also a genius. Anyway, my mom had to watch my dad get shot in the back of the head, and then I <laughs> yeah. had to watch her get shot in the back of the head. Crazy, right? Time for us to have a time travel adventure, you know. Well, and then, like, that emotional, <laughs> like, whiplash was tempered by the fact that the thing that makes him finally give things up is he, they're like, oh, we'll torture your girlfriend. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I know that, like, people have breaking points, but it does feel kind of, like, cold that he, he's like, yeah, shoot mom and dad, that's okay, but don't <laughs> well, he's torture like, my girlfriend. I mean, he had a weird estab- childhood, Dan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's established earlier that he lives with his mom and dad still, so there's probably a lot of tension there. there you <laughs> yeah. know, he's like, oh, if I could just get a day away from them. And, uh-huh. you know, let's he's look like, at Somebody's sleeping in the master suite mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm, it looks like I'm gonna, I'm gonna just step over to the master bathroom uh, from the master bed instead of having to get out of my basement bed, pee in a bucket, <laughs> then take the uh-huh. bucket and pour it into the sink next to the washing machine because that's how I go to the bathroom in my part of the house. That was all in the original Assassin Thirty Three AD cut, right? You that have sequence. to assume. You have to assume. Yeah, yeah I'm not. This is all. Con- this is all canon. Uh, also, look, Ram. I think is like a girl liked me. That's not going to happen again. Don't hurt Amy. Yeah. So because he's not got a great <laughs> I'll personality. I'll have more parents. <laughs> yeah, I can always get parents. I'll go. I'll go to the parent store. Uh, so uh, he's like, it's going to take me time to rebuild this time machine. And Ahmed goes, you have three days. And then uh, and then you can. And Ahmed says, and then you can go back in time and save your parents. Meanwhile, Brant, who's feeling conflicted. Uh, I think he left the room after the parents were threatened. He wasn't there when they were killed. But he's sitting in the hallway, and he tells God that it's God's fault for putting him in this position. And he literally says to God, that's on you. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, I don't think so. Like, it's it's ridiculous for you to just be like, hey, man, I'm a stone-cold killer now, and it's because you put me in this decision, I God. Mean, I have know, no free will. I am abdicating it, free will. This is all on you. You know, in a way, it's all on God, which, hmm. Wait a minute, it's all on God. Yeah, it's some real Santa Killers <laughs> uh, logic right there. <laughs> guys, we got to go fill out the paperwork to get a wire put up on God so we can get the evidence we need to, to prove it, it was all on him. We can arrest him and throw him in jail. Um, yeah, do you think God uses a cell phone? Because that would make it a lot easier. Uh, it's a flip phone, though. <laughs> oh, He's behind God. the times. God, you got to get with it. He can't even text. Oh, God, you devil. <laughs> it's ironic because he is literally the word made flesh, but he can't text. Okay, yeah. so... Uh, Ram, Ram then explains in uh, Ram Space Ram. Knight then Moon explains Knight. in uh, yeah <laughs> that he, ex- he explains that yeah Moon Knight is a different character Dan soon to be on Disney Plus so the, <laughs> Ram Space Knight is not going to be on Disney Plus because Marvel doesn't own the rights to the way. character Hasbro does <laughs> Moon, way. Moon Knight is similar to a Space Knight because the moon is in space <laughs> that's a good point ways. that's a good Moon point Moon Knight in space uh, <laughs> I get confused all the time yeah Moon Knight is always like <laughs> he's always getting space he's always getting Ram's coffee at the at, mm-hmm. at Starbucks they hand it to me goes oh no no I'm not I'm Moon Knight not Space Knight and they're like whatever you know he's always getting Space Knight's mail anyway uh and don't even get them started on British Knights the shoe which they also mm-hmm. get the mail for so <laughs> So Ram explains in voiceover his favorite method of communication that he secretly reprogrammed the machine while he was pretending to fall asleep at his keyboard, which he thought would bore the guards into making them fall asleep. It is the goofiest thing where he's he's like, I had to be so boring the guards would fall asleep, which is not how it's not how sleeping works. Like it's not how humans work. I, I may have told this story before, but I gave I did a fucking interview once at a job and I was interviewing this guy. 
And while I was interviewing him, he kept like touching the table where I had a stack of papers that had other resumes. And he like slowly teased out another person's resume over the course of the interview and like <laughs> slowly like twisted it so he could read it. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. And I'm like, I can't believe this is still happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> that guy, I gave him the so job. Slow. I mean, it was incredible. We'll never know. And you got the job. And, on and, this fella. Yeah. And uh, so the end also, uh, he and the the scene of him pretending if typing while he's pretending to sleep is also hilarious. And he like reaches, he's falling asleep with his head on the desk. Yeah. He reaches out with his hand and starts just kind of lightly tapping on the keyboard. And Ugh. it is, it's amazing. Uh, it's when you can't stop posting, you know. Yeah, you just can't. Uh, and Ahmed, he forces Ram to test the machine on a guard, and it works. Ahmed's like, "You didn't fool us. We knew you weren't really sleeping." So once again, Ram's subterfuge just totally failed. Uh, the machine works. He was able to transport this guard using time, and he's like. Now I can go back and save my parents. And Ahmed's like, no, I lied. You're not going to do that. Brant, you're going to go back and kill Jesus with this. And Brant's like, that's on God. Everything's mm-hmm. on God now. So I guess God's <laughs> killing God. Uh, and Vio, and that's when in Vio, Ram butts in and says, hey, you shouldn't hate Muslims because even though Ahmed's Muslim, he's an extremist. Most Muslims would not want to go back in time and kill <sighs> Jesus. And that is the one of only two band-aids <laughs> that we the get. The more over you the, know shoots across the screen. <laughs> yeah, over this movie where all the villains are, are Muslims, except for Brant, the only villain to get forgiveness and become a hero at the end. Spoiler well, and then there's the other uh, Muslim who's like, but Jesus was a great prophet. And then like the evil guy's like, oh, this will make him even greater, you know, because he well, wouldn't want to be mistaken for the son of God. And he's, uh, like, he's like, we'll kill him after he preaches. So he's still a prophet. Okay, yeah. get this, listen, but before he gets crucified so his followers can't inspire a church in his name. So, okay, yeah. that's the loophole I've set up where Jesus continues to be a prophet, but he's no one he thinks he's the son of God. As if, uh, like... Well, that, it, that it, goes into the other central issue of the movie <laughs> uh-huh. where it's just like, okay, I'm not going to make... I, I will take no position on Jesus's divinity, yay or nay, but um, do it, Dan. Do I'm it. Gonna, it's okay. This is but, America. You're allowed to say I'm, that stuff. I'm gonna say no. But the resurrection. I'll, I'll is, just say it right now. I'm. I am a big no on that one. You know, I'll well, just go on the record. I'm just saying, like the fact that he is martyred is obviously the central sort of uh, point to the story. And yes. for him to be killed in a different way, <laughs> I don't think is necessarily going to change. Like I would imagine saying, that looking, should that he be a considered a prophet. The murder would also create a martyrdom, and probably. Now you're saying that a man whose superpower is returning from the dead, killing him might not be the best way to to per, stop per, his drug. Perhaps much much as if you were up against Aquaman, you would not try to drown him. That would be an mm-hmm. inefficient way to try to stop Aquaman. But man, you know? if you did drown Aquaman, what a stunt! Yeah, well, you that would have be to dr- crazy. I imagine that's the kind of thing I imagine where like some. They're, it's going to happen to some. There's going to be some like some guy who that's thinks the, who's, that's the only way you can gold. Uh, you, the only way you can complete all the challenges in the game is by drowning Aquaman. <laughs> well, there's going to be there's going to be some writer who has a villain like drown him in acid so it eats his lungs away or something like that. You know? No, no, no. You got to drown him in water. <laughs> in real water. So how are you going to do it? How are you going to trick him into I'll not breathing water? Out. A thing I'll he can do. It out. <laughs> okay. Mm. You're like, by the way, Aquaman. This isn't water. It's broth. So it's soup mm, broth. So don't try yeah, to breathe it. Be killed with <laughs> yeah. the sodium over time. Yeah, exactly. Don't you don't get all that sodium in your blood pressure. You know how bad that is. Yeah. Oh my! My Atlantean doctor's always on me about my blood pressure, and then he just doesn't mm-hmm. breathe and he dies. That's how yeah. you get him. Okay. So, but you're right. It is a. Uh, so the movie is making it making the big ask of 
asking its audience, which assumably believes in the divinity of, of Christ, yeah. asking them to believe that Jesus is in danger of being assassinated. So <laughs> yeah. we cut to, again, the thing that happened to him. The, that's the thing he's there for. You know, yeah. like it's the same, the, it, the thing that he, the reason he was created is to do this thing. So, yep. <laughs> okay, if you believe in the story. Uh, 33 AD, it's the Garden of Gethsemane. Brant's team manages to get the drop on Jesus while he's praying. And my favorite part of this is they go, they're looking through night vision, they go, verify target. And through night goggles, night vision goggles, they see Judas kiss Jesus, and they're like, target verified, which is hilarious. It's great. The way that that they're going to do it the same way that the Romans do it (laughs) in the story, but also that like... Nobody kisses except Judas kissing Jesus. That's the only kiss in existence in 33 mm-hmm. AD. Uh, they shoot Jesus' followers, and Jesus speaks to Brant in English, which Brant doesn't seem to realize until after he's already shot Jesus to death. And they <laughs> yeah, ret- he's not too quick on the uptake. <laughs> yeah, no. it's very. They return- There's a number of characters who are like, wait, are you speaking English to me? Which is, mm-hmm. I think, the first thing you would notice. And they isn't, ret- yeah, and when Brant has him uh, dead to rights, he's like, I'm going to kill you to prove you're not a god. He's like, unless I allow it. And he's like, no, 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 you can't do that. He's like, don't do it. <laughs> don't get in my head like that. Um, they, uh, it's, it's the opposite of uh, Planet of the Apes, where... Charlton Heston's like, I was on Earth the whole time, and it was like, well, everyone's speaking English, dude. Like, I, did you just think the apes happened to evolve the same language you did? Come on, guy. Anyway, Alex, make great, sure great to throw movie. in a little spoiler alert sound effect before <laughs> yeah, LA drops that fucking alert truth for, bomb on everyone. For Planet of the Apes, a movie that celebrates its 53rd anniversary this year, I think. <laughs> the, movie yeah, that, but... the, the movie whose DVD box cover gives away the ending of the movie. I'm the, but I'm the asshole, sure. I'm the, so, I'm the POTA <laughs> asshole, sure. But getting back... If I if Grant, you land on Planet of the Assholes, look for me. I'm the mayor of the place. That's right, mayor of a planet. Doesn't make sense. But neither does mayor of Easttown. Dan can... T- oh, so they return to 2029 with Jesus' body. Well, no, I just yeah. want to say, Brant, like, when Brant shoots Jesus in the head, it really... I mean, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it it, it is, like, one stop short of, like, this is for my wife and daughter, you uh-huh. know, like... I think like, he may say that. Yeah, yeah like, it's, like, that. personally, like, he's like, now... <laughs> Now you know how it feels, God. I shot Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. that's basic. Like, it is that overt. And I just Mike, think it's you hilarious. took my family. I'm taking your family. I'm doing the same thing the, the saint of killers did in Preacher. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's hilarious that he has <laughs> such a literal-minded revenge scheme against God. Like, you took my <laughs> it would, kids. It would be better if you yelled at the skies. Who's got kids now, God? Not you. And I for two eyes, because I had two kids. God, can you have another kid so I can kill it to even the scales? Because right now you're still up on me by one kid. So, uh, you know, considering the martyrdom uh, uh, element of it, I just thought, like, do you think it would be more effective if Brant just went back and threw, like, a cream pie at Jesus to make him look ridiculous? It would make and him then, look sillier. That's certainly. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, did, we, do, live in, we, we do live in a timeline where the single most ridiculous man in the world uh, became president for four years yeah. and continues That's to be true. a figure of... Uh, of nostalgia for many, so and is partially deified by people. Yeah, he is. He is the God or Emperor of Warhammer at this point, right? You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when Ben Garrison has the pen. <laughs> That's now. I uh, saw. So this is a uh, tangent. I was watching uh, Fury Road last night. My wife had never seen it. We finally watched it together, sure. and I was loving it the whole time. And then at the end, I forgot Steve <laughs> Mnuchin is one of the executive producers on it, and oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. and and Dan- and my wife Daniel was like, very ironic though, since the movie is essentially about 
a, a Trump figure before Trump who, you know, gets his face ripped off, much like Trump did in that final car chase when Charlize Theron <laughs> yeah. ripped Trump's face off in, at uh-huh. the, after the election was over. You remember that? Anyway, yeah. but um, <laughs> so, Ram, so anyway, it's it, back to 2029. Uh, Ram tells his coworkers that changing the past doesn't instantly change the future. The future has to mm. be rewritten like a hard drive, which takes time. We don't know <laughs> like where he's- Like a sign of thunder. <laughs> yeah. We don't know where he's getting this idea, except maybe from the movie Sound nope. of Thunder. I would think that the timeline <laughs> would change instantly. That time does not work yeah. like a computer. But maybe we all live in a simulation. <laughs> Elon Musk says so, and he shot a truck into space. So who knows? Uh, so God of evil. Is he gotta believe him? Look, Who are you gonna trust me or a guy shot a truck into space? Every now and then I'm like, yeah, I don't that's... know about that. And my son goes, "Did you shoot a truck into space?" I go, "No." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a three person submarine that you offered, but it wasn't really that helpful to save some kids? No, I don't. So they're like, "We still have time to go back and save Jesus before the timeline gets overwritten." They go back to the night of 33 AD to stop Brand, but they're too late. They see the attack. And Ram is like, what's the best thing to do? We'll split into two teams. They have no plan beyond that. He just says we'll split into two teams, and then I guess they're going to figure it out. He gives them the default code for their time retriever bracelets. I forgot to mention, the way you time travel is you go in the transporter, but you wear a bracelet that's keyed into your time so you can return back to when you came from. And these time retriever bracelets— It's like a a little step counter bracelet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like— it's a little Apple Watch, you know, uh, and so, except actually much bigger than any of those things. It's unwieldy to wear. Yeah. Uh, he sets their time travel. Oh, tra- I'm sorry. Do you, can you make a smaller time travel device? You're right. Yeah, I'm wrong. Right. I've never done it. I can't do that. I t- You're right. I've never <laughs> sent a truck into space. I've never pretended to be asleep and then tapped out time time travel code on a keyboard. You're right. I've never yeah. done those things. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't ace that test that Ram aced, that he was the only one who's ever aced in the history of testing. Uh, Ram has them split into two teams, him and Amy and uh, Felix and Simon. And he says, I'm going to set your time travel bracelets so that'll go to 10 minutes before my parents died because I don't want to have more time than that to try to save them. 10 minutes should be all it needs. Should we Mm -hmm. set it like to go back two days beforehand so you can... Call the NSA nope. and and uh, and this, and uh, <laughs> and alert them to Ahmed. No, no, no. I just need ten minutes. That's all I need. It's a stupid amount of time to set as your default. <laughs> yeah. It's so yep. dumb. Uh, so Amy and Ram teleport back. Ten to, minutes just flies. Like you think with ten minutes, you're like, I got plenty of time, sure. and then you're like, Oh wait, maybe I should go pee. But, oh, yeah. I need to pour myself a hot cup of coffee. Oh no, it's, it's I spilled coffee time. on my pants. I now have to change my pants. I'm always like, I'll I'll drive there and I'll set it so I get there ten minutes early. It's fine. Oh, parking. Oh. Oh, why didn't I allow for more time for parking? Mm, you know. Yeah. So here's it. So guys, this is what I'm going to call a FHPT, a Flophouse Pro Tip. If you ever need to go back in time to save someone, give yourself more mm-hmm. than ten minutes. It's just not going to be enough time. Okay. So uh, they show up back in 2029, but they actually did get more time because they realized they arrived an hour earlier because of daylight savings time. This is a plot device mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. That it doesn't make awesome. any sense. There's no reason for it. Um, <laughs> they're they're trying to get the old transporter from Lab 19 to work, and they recode their bracelets. Meanwhile, Amy is like, we're an hour up beforehand. I know what I can do. And knowing that at that point in the past, which is also their future, she was looking at the security videos trying to find Ram. She looks at the security camera and get, sends a sign language message to herself explaining yeah. the whole scenario. And uh-huh. herself yeah. is no herself in the past does not seem creeped out at all to see herself on a security camera video talking to her. It's she's she takes it and then totally security guys burst into the room and like blast them down with yeah with they guns. yeah and they kill so both like Ram she, and Amy she sees that and then she sees herself get gunned down and this, this is, is the first of at least three times when Ram, when Amy gets shot 
to death. So Yeah. Yeah. And this is also the point in the movie where I'm like, wow, this movie cares a lot more about time travel mechanics than I was expecting out of this time travel shoot Jesus Christian for, thriller. For a, movie, for a movie that's essentially about how Jesus is the Lord, they do a pretty good job of not keeping the time travel mechanics straight, but setting up a situation where there are multiple versions of people running around and stuff like that, yeah. which is harder to do than it seems. I also mentioned uh, by accident that Ram and Amy's couple name is Ramey, and do you think they're more like Sam Ramey or Ted Ramey? Mm, that's a good question, Dan. Uh... What about Rami Malik? Mm, it's a, it's, that's actually a good point. It doesn't sound what like their names smashed together, but I mean, what about him? The guy can act <laughs> when there's big teeth in his mouth, so you know, you know, I can't do that. I've never shot a <laughs> no, truck into space. I've never truck. acted with huge teeth in my face. I've never uh, been able to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're halfway to a song. Never yeah. shot a truck into space. Never acted with huge teeth in my face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just I'm keep all, going. I'm almost there. Uh, and the song is called "I Never." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a list song, you know. Oh, okay, uh, wow, yeah. yeah. Those are hot right now. I like yeah, it. <laughs> but it, but I've always you been in love with you. That's the course. I've, I've never listening. done this. I've never done this. But I've always been in love with you. That's the that's the uh, way it. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so back to thirty. Oh, uh, Amy. <laughs> anyway, is like, so if any listener wants to write that song, and it's great because you can like swap out one of the one of the lines to be like, I never played a song in Dallas, Texas, the greatest city in the world. Yeah, and, and they're all like, like ah. and they're like, you're in Austin. And I'm like, um, well, I still like Dallas more for to keep up with the. Bit. That's the problem is when you're when you're on the road, like those cities just start to all blend together, mm-hmm. and you're going through a bottle yeah. of whiskey every night, and yeah, oh, it's just a mess. Uh, it's rough. Well, when I, when you're one hit wonder, days. I just have the one song, so the the concert is like, oh, it's a hit, it's a huge hit, and the concert is only five minutes long because I just have the one song, and the song's runtime is four minutes nineteen seconds, not even four twenty. I couldn't even stretch the song enough for the joke, uh, and mm-hmm. so I just go out on stage and I play that one song. 50 times and then I have yeah. to and then I get off the stage wow. so I do that night after wow. night and so it's slowly driving not even slowly driving me mad by by night three I'm I'm insane you know so anyway yeah uh so past Amy now knows enough to save past Ram she does they all jump into the transporter we're back to 33 AD remember Felix and Simon how they got left there they're trying yeah. to return mm-hmm. the future but Felix's bracelet his his bracelet works and he immediately gets captured Simon's bracelet doesn't and he's stuck in 33 AD meanwhile Felix and the bad guys, they experience what it's like to have the timeline rewritten over them, and they end up in a dystopian CGI world in ruins, and zombies attack Felix. This will not come into play again until literally the last 25 <laughs> seconds of the movie, so don't worry about it, but Felix is dead, yeah. having been eaten by zombies in a dystopian future. Back to 33 what, uh, AD. What happened to, his, uh, what happened to his penguin? We never know. We <laughs> never know what happened to his stuffed animal penguin. Uh, that okay. adorable, hilarious uh, character trait is discarded much like he is as a character. 33 AD again. Uh, the second of our team of heroes now arrives. They attack Brant's team. They got there right before him. And just using sticks that they stick into the transporter area, so I guess that they materialize around a stick yeah, in their body, which it's... must be incredibly painful. Uh, they manage to kill everyone yeah. but Brant and Sabir. They are just going all out killing these guys. Uh, Amy gets shot but demands Ram leave her to go save Jesus. He takes off all of his clothes except his boxers <laughs> to make to yeah, make a turn. Right. He's gonna, yeah, he's, right. gonna, he's gotta stanch the blood, but he does it by taking off his pants. <laughs> yeah. And then he's and just I got guess these... like his undershirt, but he, I think he has some like shirt on until later on when he gets torn off. I can't well, no, remember. he has. So he puts he, he gets puts a lab coat that he found on. So okay. he's wearing a lab and he's coat got those and boxers. Big white boxers. Yeah. And now this is all set up for another for a Bible <laughs> Easter egg that will pay off hugely. Um, 
He so, but it's like he. It's, it was funny to me. He takes off his shirt for the tourniquet, and I was like, "Something for the ladies." And they started taking his pants off, and I was like, "Too much for the ladies." Why are you taking your pants off too? Uh, he puts on the lab coat that he picks off the ground. He gets chased, and base uh, and Peter. While and while they're attacking, while Branch is still attacking Jesus, I guess. Unless I'm getting this part wrong, because it was a little confusing to me. It looks like Peter the Apostle cuts off part of Brant's ear with a sword, and Brant drops mm-hmm. his gun and runs away. Is that what happened? I think so. I mean, yes. do not look at me. Okay, so the next morning, <laughs> the, it's the it's. <laughs> no, but you're so handsome. My eyes. Uh, I know that's my curse. It's like <laughs> my curse is. I'm he's super, a reverse Medusa, <laughs> <laughs> which is that he gets turned to stone if anyone looks at him. Yeah, uh, because he's too handsome. What a great way to be a bank robber! They, if you're they, like, they, they make statues of him because he's too handsome. So it's like a metaphorical turning. Oh, to I see, stone. turning to stone. Yeah, that way he's carved into his likeness. Gets if you yeah. were a bank robber and you open the door, and you go, "Nobody look at me." If you look at me, I'll turn to stone. It's an affliction I have. <laughs> Nobody look mm-hmm. at me, and you're just taking all the money and putting sack. Nobody look yeah. at me. I am merely filling out a deposit slip. Now I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And they're like, "All the money's gone. Who did it? We don't know. We didn't <laughs> see him." And even the security camera yeah. was like, "I want to be polite," and swiveled away so that it wouldn't yeah. see him. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, the next morning, Simon's been stuck there overnight, and he is annoyed. He does. Not like being stuck in biblical times overnight, no. guys. We can all relate to that. I know. So yeah, I know. I, I hate. Ha- I know. When I was a kid, and I had to wait longer for my mom to pick me up from school. Uh, I hated uh-huh. it so much. That happened to you. Left- it happened to me too. What? Yeah. It happened to me too. Yes. My mom was late picking me up all the time. So imagine that scenario, except <sighs> it's not just your mom being late. It's a time travel machine, and you're not just at yeah. school. You're in 33 AD. So yeah, well, I would. I don't really like camping. So just like the sleeping outdoors, you know, I wouldn't care for this. Oh yeah, at all. and there's no bathrooms. There's nowhere to get any no. food to eat. You know, it's yeah. Just, I was gonna say, like when you're camping, you usually have supplies and stuff, and he mm-hmm. doesn't have any of those things. Yeah, he yeah. is naked and it's afraid, except he is fully clothed and he's not afraid. <laughs> he's annoyed. Anyway, uh, uh-huh. so his time retriever it finally gets it to work, but it sends him back to the night before. He bumps into Jesus mm-hmm. and talks to him for a while, and Jesus yeah. is anguished, off. just like the Bible said. Jesus is very anguished, knowing that he's probably gonna die the next day. Well, this is the Garden of Gethsemane story, right? This you is, know it. Uh, yeah, this is when yes. he this is when he he asks God to take this this chalice away from him, right? Take this cup away from me, so I don't have to drink from it. And then he finally says, "All right, I'll do it." Yeah, uh, I'm trying trying to look up the details of the story because I mostly know it from Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, I, 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 I can't do it quickly saying, enough. But why should I die? Would I be more noticed than I ever was before? Would the mm-hmm. things I've said and done mattered anymore? Anyway, it's a great song. So uh, he tries to warn <laughs> Jesus about the crucifixion, and Jesus is like, you know what? Knowing that you remember me, that makes me want to go through with it. I, I get God's plan now. You've inspired me. I will be crucified. And... Uh, he says, I will remember you. You will remember me. Don't let your life pass you by. And um, mm-hmm. then uh, is, this the, is this the moment where he says, I'll be back? I think it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Simon's like, I saw your movie. A lot of bad stuff happens to you. And Jesus goes, it's okay. I'll be back. And Simon goes, that's not even your movie. And it is such a weird joke to put in Jesus's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when like, I guess there's a lot of, there's some Christ imagery with with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie, but it is the exact opposite of what Jesus would do is what the Terminator does, you know? Yeah. I got it. I like, there are a couple little movies and moments in this movie where I'm like, okay, that's fun. Like that's, <laughs> that's fun on its own merits. And I did enjoy Jesus being like, well, then, you know, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Ram sees a centurion, but still night. now it's nighttime again. It's still, we're still in that night. Ram sees a centurion pick up the loose gun 
And Ram is like, ah, oh, that'll change the future if there's a gun here. And he runs by and takes it, but his coat uh-huh. gets torn off and his boxers get pulled down and we see the top of his butt for a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something that seems weird, but it's in the Bible, as we'll see. Uh, he run- Yeah, so it's okay. It's okay. It's in the Bible. It's it's exempted. You know, I mean, there's a lot of filthy stuff in the Bible that they could have put in here. Uh-huh. But Don't I know We never, get to, see, okay. we never get to see Bathsheba Wink. bathing on a roof, and boy, would I ever. Anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, he runs into Peter the Apostle, who, and he's like, uh-huh. hey, you were with Jesus, weren't you? And Peter gives Brant his robe to wear. <clears throat> so instead of wearing just his boxers, Brant is now wearing a kind of bible robe. This is Ram, right? Oh, sorry, Ram, Ram, Ram. Ram, I'm sorry, gives Ram his... Sorry, you should don't name your characters Ram and Brant. The only thing worse is if your no. characters are named Ted and Tim and the daughters are named Tina and Tabitha. Too many Ts. Uh, and this is coming mm-hmm. from a guy who has two Ts in his name. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2029, meanwhile, Ahmed's scientists are like... I'll just shut off their retriever bracelets from here so now they can't come back. So Amy is stranded and dying in Bible times. Uh, Brant and Sabir disguise themselves as villagers and go into a market that you have to imagine is a Ren Fest most of the time. Uh-huh. But they kind of set, they, everyone's wearing robes, so it's the Bible now. And for no reason. Sabir, doesn't Sabir steal a tomato? He steals and a fruit. Like, and Brant's like, don't he do says that. It's a tomato. And he goes, it's just a tomato. And it's like, they didn't have tomatoes. Like, tomatoes are a new world fruit. Like, there's, they don't. They didn't have that mm-hmm. then, but it, and it, what's weird about it is there, all he had to say was it's just a date. That's something they had then. It's in the Bible, but instead they say tomatoes. Uh-huh. Uh, they get arrested. They get knocked out by some centurions. I mean, Brant shoots one. I think a centurion takes their gun and one of their time retrievers. The other time retriever is dropped and picked up by a woman in kind of blue robes. Right? Who could this be? Mm, well, if you know your Renaissance painting, you know that's Mary. So uh, mm-hmm. hours later. <laughs> Which Mary? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's if it's Mary Magdalene or if it's Jesus' mom. It is not cleared up. I don't know my Renaissance yeah. paintings that well. So hours later, uh, crisis. The painting of her holding a time retriever bracelet. Yeah, there's that there's that famous painting in the Uffizi Gallery of Mary Mary holding a time retriever bracelet, <laughs> being like, "What's this? I'll 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 pick it up. Sure." Um, what what I like is uh, I, the only thing I win. Then- and then her appearing in the middle of a basketball court. Yeah, future. and saying, throw me the rock, throw me the rock. And then she's just dunking, dunking, dunking. And then, they call, then well, Mary she, got busy. They call it the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, so, but anyway, because oh, wow. she catches it. That's a football thing, but you know what I mean. Uh, so, yeah, that's fine. close enough. Yeah, they call it the Immaculate Dunkception. Okay, and now she's signing endorsement deals. She's, a, she's playing with LeBron on the same team, and they're like, it's a miracle team, LeBron and, and the Virgin Mary. This is How far are they going to mm-hmm. go? The weird thing, yep. they don't win the championship. They don't get that ring. Oh. Strange, huh? No. Yeah. Uh, so probably, anyway. It's, it's probably, you know, like teamwork and synergy and no, stuff. No, you know when why? You because many, you have too many, you know, big figures. Not right. That's not what happened. No, I mean, there is tension between the two of them because there can only be one star on each team. He's the king yeah, yeah, yeah. and she is the mother of the king of kings. So it's a lot of competition. Yeah. But, but what happens is during the final game, they get picked up by the Looney Tunes. They gotta go. They gotta go play against Algae right. Rhythm. So LeBron <laughs> and the Virgin sense. Mary are now playing against Algae Rhythm, and the, and the Virgin Mary is like, "Look at all these Warner Brothers IP characters that are watching yeah. us play. Yeah. All my favorite characters. Pennywise uh, is here. Baby Jane. Yeah. This is amazing." And LeBron's uh-huh. like, "Get your head in the game. My son's life is on the line." And the Virgin Mary is like, "Can I just go get Mister Freeze's autograph?" And LeBron's mm-hmm. like, "After the game. After the game, Mary." 
So it's uh so it's difficult. It's a hard. It's hard to it when, you, tr- when you're running a basketball team. It's hard to have two superstars on the level of Ron James and the Virgin really, Mary. It's really wild that Mister Freeze doesn't go by Doctor Freeze, right? Because he's a doctor. I don't know if he has his doctorate. He might be <laughs> Professor a, Freeze. You know, oh, I guess like that makes titles sense. Or elitist. Yeah, that's it, also possible. Well, the weird thing is when you call him Mister Freeze, goes oh, Mister Freeze lives in Florida. I'm Jeff Freeze. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, I get it, Jeff Freeze. <laughs> oh, Jeff, okay. Jeff Freeze. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. What a, it's an even worse pun, and he's like, mm. and and me, that's the worst Batman pun. And Edward Nigma says, I beg to differ. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So. Harley Quinn season three. If you need writers, he got us ready. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, hours later, Jesus is going through the stations of the cross, and Simon has a front row seat. Uh, he, he's like, and he's like, why are you doing this to yourself? And Jesus gets knocked down, but he gets up again. Nobody can knock him down. He, uh, he was the yeah. original Chumbawamba. And uh, Simon helps him stand and carry his cross. Uh, Ram asks some weeping ladies for a doctor to help Amy. And since they don't understand English, they just take him to see Jesus crucified. And it's almost like they're saying, we've got problems too, buddy. Like, l- mm-hmm. look, we don't have time to help you find a doctor. <laughs> My son is has nails through his hands. Uh, Brent... I mean, I believe this is a reference to... The, he was known as a doctor in the sense of, like, like the metaphorical sense, right? Like, that's the idea, I think, that they misunderstand Well, I th- he was like a... He- I guess so. Because a doctor was just any learned man, right? Yeah. I guess he was a healer. I believe this. Oh, you know what? It's because yeah. he's famous for healing. That's why they did. But it's almost like yeah. they're like, yeah, that's probably. But it. it's almost. But he's crucified, so it's like they're like, hey, office is closed. He's retired now. Mm-hmm. No more healing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, you just missed him. Yeah. So, oh, the, the hours are over. Um, but then, <laughs> who's crucified on either side of him? Brent and Sabir. That's right. They're the thieves from the Bible that were crucified on either side of Jesus. And uh, Ram is begging Jesus to heal Amy. And uh, Jesus says, uh, if you want to save Amy, you've got to forgive Brant. And Ram is like, no fucking way, Jesus. Pardon my language. And Ram be- and uh, Brant says, they deserve this. We stole a tomato. We should be crucified. And Jesus forgives him and says, you'll be in paradise with me. And this makes Ram so mad. And he starts calling Jesus a fraud. Uh, mm-hmm. Simon meets up with him, finds Ram and Amy, and they see an eclipse. And this is my favorite line in the movie. Simon says, all this historical stuff is incredibly accurate, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is such a funny which is such a funny thing for him to say. Both because what he's saying is this movie is great; it's so accurate, and also he's like, "Yeah, all this proves all the stuff in the Bible is true. We're seeing it happen in this movie." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so I find that so funny. It's not, it's uh, not really a historical text. I don't know. I saw mm. Black Easter. <laughs> Say, say what you will about the movie, but they put in the work. Now that the divinity of Christ has been proven by the film Black Easter, this, which showed that the historical stuff is accurate, we have no choice but to make Israel into into a Christian nation. We did it, everybody. Uh, so uh, that's uh, they argue about Jesus for a little bit. Let's get back to 2029. Sabir's gun uh, and his yeah. retriever arrive because the gladi the centurion accidentally hit a button or something, and Ahmed is like, "I'm going to use this." Okay. He's like, okay, blue skying here, brainstorming. Obviously, the mission went awry. I don't think Brant sent us the gun and retriever as a way of saying, mission accomplished, I love it here, I'm staying. I don't think that's the scenario. I'm putting myself in Brant's head. Brant was probably hurt. He's probably crucified. Maybe he's the thief that's on the other side of Jesus. Again, I'm just blue skying here. It could be anything, folks. Uh He says, here's my plan. I'm going to go back personally. I'm going to go to Jesus' tomb. I'm going to kill his followers so they can't spread the word about him coming back. And and what I think is funny about that is that he's like, 
it's possible Jesus will come back, but if there's nowhere, no one there to see it, it's not going to get recorded. <laughs> because if Jesus is resurrected in a forest and there's no one there to see it, did it even really happen? I, yeah. Ahmed is like, the Bible goes by the first commandment, picks or it didn't happen. So if there's yeah. no one there to report it, Jesus will just be like, well, I guess that's the it. No one will build my church. Sure, and at this point, also, he's buying into the possibility of the resurrection himself. Like, it seems like the first thing you should have done with that time machine is go back, see if Jesus actually did get resurrected, yeah. and be like, okay, you know, yay or nay on that religion. <laughs> like, I, I feel either justified or not justified in trying to tear down Christianity. It would literally be the most important news story in the history of humanity. If they were like, yeah. we got it, proof of the resurrection, that's the true thing, we should all be doing it, like, that's what we should do now. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me of, there's a story, if someone, if a listener can help me find this story, there's a science fiction story that was an issue of Asimov science fiction 25 years ago when I was a teenager, where these people have developed a technology where they can see back in time, but the farther you go, the less accurate it gets because you might be seeing an, an uh a parallel timeline. So they look back and they find the death of some Roman soldiers in a battle, and there's two of them, and when they dig up the bodies, there's three of them. You know, they saw a similar but alternate timeline, and the scientists use it to go back and look at the resurrection, and they see it. He was resurrected. That it, that That's proof. And then he goes back and looks again, and in this timeline that he sees a second time, Jesus is not resurrected. He remains dead. And the scientist can't function in a universe where, for, where um, salvation is possible or not possible, and you won't know for sure. Mm. Anyway, it was, a it was a story that really made an impression on me. So if anyone can find it, let me know. Uh, it was, again, look for in Asimov Science Fiction sometime between the years 1993 and 2000. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not going to look. Uh, so, so one thing I like about these time bracelets, because this is when Ahmed goes back in time to Jesus' well, tomb, right? And Stu, you're a jewelry guy to begin with. I see that that yeah. diamond Furby <laughs> yeah. around your neck. You just love uh -huh. you just love male jewelry. So the, you love these bracelets yeah, yeah, yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about that. And what I love is that in addition to being uh, a great style choice, they're they're very good at like finding the right location, right? Yes. Like, they don't take you to the exact same location. They take you to the place the plot is happening. There's like a plot yeah. locator chip that takes you where you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> like he manages to pinpoint inside Jesus's tomb. That's wild. <laughs> That's it's pretty amazing. Um uh, while he's so he uh, he goes to the tomb. He decides to take a DNA sample from Jesus' body, which is a, a motivation <laughs> we have never heard from him before. <laughs> and he's just leave, he's dropping glow sticks everywhere to illuminate yep, this cave. Yeah. Uh, the the old saying, "Take only pictures and leave only footprints." He's never heard it because he's taking DNA samples yeah. and leaving glow sticks everywhere. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, <laughs> Ram. Like a fair trade. <laughs> It's the morning. I, mean, I think finding finding the right lighting solution for a space is pretty important. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Uh, you got to have just enough <laughs> Which light. Is neon green. You, mm -hmm. you need that neon green to imprint his face onto the shroud that that has been wrapped around him, so that it can go to Turin. Uh, so uh, here's also the thing: is Ram is that morning is perplexed by the mystery of forgiveness, and Amy is like, "Take me to see the resurrection." This means Amy's been lingering for like three days. Right? Yeah. Because wasn't yeah. it three days later that he came back? That's the whole deal. So they've just yeah, been uh -huh. hanging out for three days, not trying to get back to their own time, I assume. Uh, has Ahmed been hanging out in that tomb for three days? We don't see any empty, like, Pepperidge Farm cookie wrappers, so he wasn't snacking while he was there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. There's, no, there's no, like, goldfish little 100-calorie fun packs, you know? But Yeah. No. Uh, so it's resurrection morning. The label, the, the identifier on the screen says resurrection morning. You guys are going back in time to to make sure Jesus doesn't resurrect. What uh what snacks you bringing? You bringing trail mix? You bringing oh jerky? Boy. What are we talking? Well, yeah, you, I mean, you gotta have a something with a lot of energy. 
you know, a lot of energy, uh-huh. but it's not going to make you want to poop because if you have to go poop and you miss the resurrection, you're going to be so mad. Yeah. yeah so you're thinking cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, a, probably a block of cheddar cheese like you would get in the store. And you just, you're not <laughs> even cutting pieces off. You're just taking bites yeah. out of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you want to eat that's, it fast because it's evidence gonna... that you are not planning on sharing it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And, and you want to eat it fast because it's going to really dry out in that Mediterranean, mm-hmm. uh, Middle Eastern uh-huh. heat. Although cheese is better, you know, the flavors come out at, at room temperature. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. But if it's not too long, wash it, wash it down with a nice hot cup of tomato juice that <laughs> is prevalent well, that's that You're going to want to bring a can of tomato juice and also like a burner stove with a propane mm. tank so you can really heat it up. See, and if possible, you might want to just take that cheddar cheese chunk and just put it in the tomato tomato soup while it's oh, okay. while mm. it's uh well, tomato juice while it's heating so it melts together so you get kind of like a melted cheddar like tomato juice stew yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then you can just drink it on down don't make it too hot cuz then you'll go ow when it burns your tongue and that'll wake up Jesus yeah. too early and yeah. you're not going to be ready yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. Cuz Jesus has yeah. got to catch those Z's. So. You know when he was in that tomb, he hit this he hit this news button a couple times. He was like resurrection, <laughs> give me three wow, more days. His, just his little his, this is his routine. His, yeah, it's yeah. just and so resurrection chunk of his <laughs> Yeah, when I do when I do when I do my stand up act at churches. I do like, you know, Jesus was like, oh, give me just one more day, Dad. I'm not, I don't want to go to school, Dad. Anyway. Oh, so, it feels uh, like I slept on rock. <laughs> my back. Oh, boy. Yeah. How long was I dead for? Someone resurrect my spine. <laughs> Oof. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're doing this, You know what? It turns, this, out huh? my, turns, out my, turns out my sleep number is hard. <laughs> 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 the only thing I can't oh. cure is my sciatica. <laughs> I need these backaches like I need two holes in my hands. <laughs> so that's okay, that's well. our. So anyway, that's, that's dad humor. That's, that's that's divine dad. Not for me. I can say that stuff. Uh, so mm, resurrection yeah. morning, the earth shakes. And Ahmed teleports out of the tomb entrance as the tomb entrance explodes outward, killing two centurions. And I wasn't quite sure if the res- – I mean, according to the movie, Jesus is resurrected. Does the resurrection cause the cave to explode or is that the teleportation? Because Ram is like, that looks I like a teleport. Was, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to church before, Dan. Does, did it explode because of Jesus? <laughs> <sighs> I just- Dan, do you want to call your parents so I know have a his, have studied Jesus. divinity? Jesus when Jesus yeah. back to life. Now, is Jesus like the Marvel villain Nitro who can explode his body and then reform it? Is that what happened? <laughs> or is also, it like Cannonball always blasting? Because it seems very petty for Jesus, whose whole thing is forgiveness, to kill the soldiers that are guarding him by blasting them with rock chunks. I think yeah. I think the I think it is left um deliberately sort of unclear at this point because Ram explains it away by being like, hey, that looks like, you know, this the what happens when the time jump happens? Uh-huh. Um, Which so can they, you guys describe what the time stuff looks like? They could just jump away. Uh, it's the like time a stuff, big swirly CGI thing. Yeah, well, imagine. So the the teleporting machine from the Prestige, where there's like lightning okay, bolts coming on. out and electricity yep. everywhere. Imagine it like that, but like a billion times cheaper looking. And yeah. there's a lot of swirliness, like a lot of swirliness and like lightning. And that's that's how you teleport. Uh, anyway, yeah. Amy is overjoyed because Jesus is risen. She's uh, because not one, she's seen the resurrection of her God, and two, she finally proved her boyfriend wrong, and that's yeah. worth. <laughs> that, and as Mastercard says, that's priceless. Uh, teleportation bracelets to go back to see Jesus. 
Probably a uh-huh. billion dollars. Doesn't, wait, wait. And uh, doesn't getting Jesus go, give getting, her a Getting front row seats message? to the resurrection, two shekels. Proving your boyfriend oh, okay. Ram wrong, priceless. <laughs> for all else, there's ma- for some things you can't pay. But for all else, there's MasterCard. That's what that's yeah. what uh, oh, why am I, that's what Billy Crudup says anyway. So that happens mm. in a little bit. So uh, Ram and Simon go in to see it, and they decide to clean up all of Ahmed's leftover glow lights that are just scattered <laughs> yeah, they everywhere. Say, they say the line the line is something like, "Well, someone from the future." Was here. Look at all these glow sticks. <laughs> yeah, someone was holding. Someone from the future was holding a rave in Jesus's tomb. I guess, <laughs> which would be an amazing place to hold a rave. Oh man! Like yeah. I mean, you think like most raves are in like East Berlin, like warehouses and stuff like that. Imagine if you could hold it in Jesus's tomb. It's not big, but that's great because you're all on E and Molly anyway. You want to be packed in tight so you can feel yeah. those bodies. Not it feels, COVID safe. It feels like a. It feels like a throw-off line in like a Warren Ellis or Grant Morrison comic. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I, I held the only. Rave in Jesus's tomb. Yeah, exactly. That actually, for now, I don't like it anymore. You're right. You gave me a reason not to like it. Uh, so, <laughs> mm. uh, Jesus, while they're doing that, Jesus visits Amy as she dies. And to be honest, I totally can put myself in her shoes. If I was dying and my Lord came and visited me and was like, "You're going to be okay," that would be the greatest moment in my life. Even better than, uh, like, I don't know, when my children were born. Maybe is that saying yeah. too much? It would be huge. Um, what about that time you saw the panel with Tommy Wiseau? You always said that was the biggest that moment was, of your you life. You know what? That's number one, and and my Lord coming to to <laughs> to redeem me when I'm dying is number two. You're right. After when I saw yeah. Tommy Wiseau speak at Comic-Con uh, during <laughs> – yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, because that, because he was literally hurling T-shirts backhanded over his back into the crowd <laughs> while saying, "I'm not trying to steal the spotlight." It was the most amazing moment. And then he he called for the whole room to sing the national anthem with him. It was amazing. So, um, so anyway, uh, Mary walks in with a friend, and and Simon is like, "We can't change history." So Ram goes, uh, "He is risen with hands full of glow sticks." Uh, and they and this vir- the Virgin Mary get well, I assume it's the Virgin Mary maybe it's Ma- Mary Magdalene I don't know this Mary yeah, she yeah. gives Ram the missing time retriever and Ram has my second favorite line in the movie after all this historical stuff is incredibly accurate Ram says it's time for my own resurrection <laughs> which is ridiculous mm. that is the most blasphemous thing you could possibly say uh, way, like yep. you know what then I'm, he put on David Caruso's sunglasses <laughs> and yeah. it went ow and it went to yeah CSI Gethsemane. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we got four bodies here. They were all beaten over the head with a hammer. And he goes, "Looks like someone was feeling a little cross." Slips on sunglasses. Oh. Ow! Dun, 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 dun. Other who song? Not the one for the main CSI show. Um, uh-huh. So right. they both use the title. So Simon and <laughs> it's magic bus for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're behind blue eyes. That's a yeah. weird choice. So uh, Simon and, and Ram. They, they're like, there's only one retriever. We could try double retriever, but it's never been done before. It's like, well, no shit, dude. Time as travel has existed for like <laughs> yeah. a couple days at this point. Like, just go for yeah. it. Uh, they have returned to 2029. Simon is immediately shot by the guards. <laughs> he, has, <laughs> he has barely five seconds uh, before yeah. he's, he's shot. Uh, Ram tells Simon as he's dying to believe in Jesus. Then he jumps through the transporter. Simon, in his la- with his last breaths, shoots up the transporter so Ahmed can't follow them. And Ahmed kills mm. Simon which is a, not much of a silver lining. Uh, Ram yeah. reappears 10 minutes before his parents are killed. Then some bad guys appear behind him and they disappear. And then another bad guy appears and then disappears. And it's like... It's it, because they ran through the teleporter without wearing a bracelet. It was explained earlier in the movie. I, 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 that I did not understand. But I thought the bracelet it was just to bring you, go, you if, back. 
No, apparently if you go through without like the right thing, you'll just explode. So it opens up like like a portal, but and if you try and go through the portal without yeah. the yeah. machine, it, I see. I think I think there was a voiceover. Okay, maybe that was explained earlier because I totally had did not feel that, and I was like, is time being overwritten for everyone except for Ram because he's just so cool? Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I just I did, and Ram has this look on his face like, here we go again, or like that took mm-hmm. long enough. Like he is there. He's seen his girlfriend die a couple times at this point. He uh-huh. is there to try to st- – he has 10 minutes to stop his parents from being killed, but he does take a few moments to roll his eyes at, be- at these stupid guards. Yep. Uh, so Ram saves his parents. He's still wearing that Bible robe. That's how you can tell the difference between him and past Ram. Uh, he goes after Ahmed <laughs> in his office, but he finds Brant there instead. And Ram wants to shoot Brant because he's seen Brant cause all this, cause this trouble. But he- and also Brant punched him a bunch of times. But he can't bring himself to do it because he can't get Jesus' words out of his head. Oh, if only Jesus hadn't talked to him. And Brant gets down on his knees and he says, please kill me. Reunite me with my family. And Ram is like, I'm doing this, but I'm doing this for me. And he falls to his knees and tearfully forgives Brant. And Mm -hmm. he's he's totally a Christian now. He's all about forgiveness as opposed to these non-Christians who are all about killing people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dan, name one Christian who's ever killed someone. Can't do it. Impossible. (laughs) Never been done. So Ram's parents, and then for some reason Ram's parents run into their office. I don't. I guess you always want to protect your child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, that makes sense. And Ram's dad has Wait. a gun, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, he's got a gun. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> slow down, Ram's dad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then and he's like, I've been waiting for something yeah, like this yeah, yeah. to happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Finally. I put you into this world. I can take you out, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Ram, uh, they all end up in there. Sabir, Ahmed, Amy, they all end up at the room. Ahmed shoots Ram and then he shoots Ram's dad in the leg. And then Ram <laughs> hears a woman's voice saying, be a hero. And Ram prays for God's help, but he gets Brant's help instead. Brant shoots the bad guys, except for Ahmed, because Ahmed shoots Brant, uh, in the spine. And he's like, I can't feel my legs. And yeah. Ahmed and Ram talk in circles for a while until Ram just picks that knife up off Ahmed's desk and stabs him. And Ahmed goes, Forgi- uh-huh. why don't you forgive me? And he doesn't. He just kills him. And it's like <laughs> yeah. the movie, and so again, the movie, it made it really went out of its way to tell us not to hate Muslims earlier, but I can't help but notice that all of the Muslims get murdered by the end of the movie and yeah, don't true. get forgiven. Uh, and the two police run in and, or they're sheriffs or something. Yeah. And Brant goes, these guys are all terrorists. And they're like, that's all we needed to hear. And they just start shooting the guards, like, right off the bat. Like, that's they all they needed. They club as uh, Ram's And they dad. might as well just be shouting, wild. probable cause, probable cause, as they shoot these guys. Yeah. Um, let's uh, turn these body cams off. <laughs> hold on. Let's just, let's just turn these off and we'll just get, go on through the building killing everybody. Uh, and Brant and Ram is like, the voice I heard, it was a British accent. And Brant was like, that was my wife talking through you to me. I don't know why she didn't talk That's to me. That's why I made a big point about the fact that my wife had a British accent earlier. That's why earlier I made a big spiel out of it. I uh, don't know why she didn't go directly. She could have cut out the middleman and just talked to me. We're closer. I would have known it was her, but okay. Uh, Ram yeah. then says, Amy, use your Bible app to look up the Bible and make sure nothing was changed. That and, was great. And that's also <laughs> that was fantastic. Really great. And so she looks up, it's called like I Devout what was the name or something. Of the, or, oh, yeah. Like, yeah that's something the moment like where you're like, is this whole thing an ad for this app? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this app, which is just the text of the Bible, I assume. And I'm yeah. sure they do that thing where it like counts how many so times many each So many microtransactions, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's, and you can Venmo people well, they Bibles. Call it tithing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, so anyway, uh, she looks up in the Bible and she's like, "Yeah, 
There's the story of the disciple of Jesus whose robe got stolen, who ran away naked. That was you. And here's this, the guy who got his ear cut off. That was Brant. Like, they all have their Bible cameos now, which is a pretty great story to be able to tell at parties, to be like, hey, pick up that Bible and turn to that verse. You're looking at him. Like, that's a pretty amazing mm -hmm. thing, you know. I guess the history really is accurate. <laughs> All that stuff is incredibly accurate. Simon Confirmed. said so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, it's, and when Simon says, you got to do it, that's yeah, the rule. Gotta, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so now Ram has a cameo in the Bible, everyone's dream. Uh, and uh, 2029, Ram arrives in the room and is like, hey, guys, what's going on? It took must take him forever to get loose as Bible robe Ram disappears, overwritten by the timeline. Okay, guys, we're in the home stretch of the movie. Yeah. Three oh, months later, God. they're in a base Ram's basement as a team still building this transporter. And Amy is convinced that this was all to save Brant's soul. So it's like, okay, all those people had to die so that Brant could come back into the fold. That's that uh-huh. sounds yeah. like God. That's that's the kind of stuff God would do. He's he's Well, I, it also opens up this thing is like, is that is that how Jesus dying? Saved us? Like, is it like all part? Do we each get an individual time yes. travel? Dan, uh, much like salvation? God, much like God invented asthma and then had the Earth invaded by aliens so that Mel Gibson mm. would get his faith back. Uh, uh-huh. he, God resurrected Jesus and then had all these people killed and allowed Ram to invent time travel just to give yeah. Grant his faith back. God is, if anything, well, he, he believes in um, what you would call disproportionate response. <laughs> that <laughs> if one guy loses his faith, God's like, I could show up in front of him. Mm, I think I will imperil the earth instead and hope everything yeah, turns yeah. out. Well, that's the other thing that confused me because I'm like, okay, this movie sort of like, there's a part earlier on <clears throat> where Ram explains like, okay, well, here's this ca- continuum and here's this continuum and we're stuck in this continuum, which is a loop, so it doesn't affect the other. Like, he like does a thing. So it was like, okay, things are splitting, things are branching. That seems to me kind of at odds with the idea of, of like- time being overwritten? Well, no, the, the fact that there are these different timelines where people who actually exist, like, die. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like, uh, I don't know. All that stuff seems to fight with the idea of, like, a singular God who's in control of everything and wants to save us. Like, fair I point, fair point. You could <laughs> say that God is running an infinite number of simulations, much like in a, in the novel and The Devil Drag You Under. He's running an ah. infinite number of simulations to see how each turns out. So each timeline, so there, so God is overlooking all of it, but instead of meddling directly, he instead just sets up a universe and is like, there's an infinite number of monkeys, one of them's going to write Shakespeare, you know, like infinite number of universes, right. yeah. and one of them, Brant, is going to get his faith back, and that's all I'm looking for. So yeah. uh, if, if it takes billions and billions of Amy's to die, if it means in one of the one of those Brant gets his faith, then good enough for me, I'm God, you can't question my methods, did you invent, where were you when, when I created Behemoth? Where were you when good I boy. put the mm-hmm. chain in the block or whatever? You can't sorry, question God. me. Yeah, I could turn where into were a you when I sent a truck into I'm, space? I'm, I'm yeah. Sorry. yeah, did you send a truck into space because I'm God? I, I didn't, but so, I could have, you know. No. So anyway. Okay, that all makes sense. So we're in the so, future. So Everybody's this was, happy. This, no, they're not. This was all to save Brant's soul, but in saving his soul, Brant has lost the use of his legs and can't get a job. Uh, he seems to be a quadriplegic, but I think in the VO they call him a paraplegic. But anyway, I yeah. could be wrong. Uh, and there, and he's get he's over Zoom uh, doing a job interview, and they're like, uh, you can't do the things we need you to do for this job, so you can't get it now. Uh, so he's got an ADA case on his hand, certainly a discrimination case, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just unhappy, and he asks God, he's like, God, why you do all this to me? Uh, so they have a lo- an elaborate plan. 
Ram goes back in time and by appearing for a split second as a construction worker with a stop sign, he manages to stop Brant's car just in time to save his family. Oh, right. And there is oh, a little man. comedy bit where <laughs> Amy's like, did you forget something? Oh, I love you. Did you forget something else? He kisses her. No, that's not it. Did you? Get, and it turns out he forgot his stop sign. And it's one of those things where it's like, uh, movie, just be over. Why are you doing bits? <laughs> like, why are you prolonging this? Just do it. End. Just be over. Especially when you see what they squeeze into the last 20 seconds. So then in VO, so there's, and they find two letters taped to the back of the stop sign, Brant and his family. They're like, someone disappeared, but we found a construction helmet and a stop sign. It must have been a miracle. Mm-hmm. God must have done this. And yeah, yeah. they find two letters. One is to Brant, and I don't, and it's like, and in VO, they're like, we left a letter for Brant tipping him, telling him to tip off the NSA and the government and the FBI about Ahmed. And we also left a jump drive that was addressed to me. It had the secrets to time travel, and I used it to become a wealthy man, and now I'm super rich. But I also used it to peek into the future. Then we cut to them still working at Ahmed's lab. They all get shot, and Ram transports Amy to a hospital in 2059 for future medicine. And he goes, but they ended up in a dystopian future where Ahmed had cloned Jesus and brought him back, and Jesus could raise the dead, but he was evil, and now he's the Antichrist. The end. And you were like, why did you waste time on the comedy bit where he forgot a stop sign and then hurriedly throw in purely through VO? We see none of this. That there's yes. a clone of Jesus that is evil yes. and has yeah. raised an army. He's a little bit Jesus. He has a bunch of superpowers that <laughs> that Ram lists, and he's like, but you know, he's in all, all of the ways he's the opposite of Jesus. I guess that's why they call him the Antichrist. And it's also, but it's and then also the movie puts on a pair of sunglasses <laughs> and goes, ow, boom. But also, I mean, I've, I've lost here's track my, of here's my which question, Brant. And yeah, or not, not which Ram, which, which Ram and and Amy well, that's the are thing, doing because this because that's my question. We now live in a we have to assume this timeline. If, unless Brant just didn't read that letter, and then Ram and Amy got hit on the head and forgot everything that happened to them, this is uh-huh. it should be a world where Brant has already called the cops on Ahmed for being a terrorist. Yeah. But yep. somehow Amy and, and Amy and Ram are they already have a time machine, right? Because they've used yeah. it to save Brant. Yep, they're yep. working for Ahmed again. And they still get shot, and they're still working yeah, the yeah. transporter. I don't. It's yeah, like it's a, it's a flashback to the sequence where Amy signed her other self what was happening, right. and then they all got gunned down. And then it turns out that they survived getting shot a bunch, barely. Mm-hmm. And Ram is like, "I have to send us to the future where they have invented a cure for oh, getting I shot see. a bunch." I misunderstood. I thought this was happening in sequence. So this is that. Right. So we are jumping like back. Simpsons bit. We're jumping back to that earlier thing. So he, so when Ram says, I looked into the future, what he means is I saw this other Amy and Ram in the future who didn't get overwritten, I guess. And they're mm-hmm. now living in, and this sets it up for the sequel where now they're in a dystopian zombie Jesus apocalypse. But this yeah, all, I, but it's all told to you literally in V, and he is rushing the voiceover as if they are running out of time in the recording booth and they don't want to pay for yeah. overtime. Like, <laughs> yeah, and great. the manager of the recording booth is standing outside. He can see him through the window tapping his watch. He's like, uh, and that's why they call him the Antichrist, the end. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like when you go overtime at a karaoke place. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like, look, I, I would go mad if I tried to really map out the Let's do it. Dan, let's risk that. Sense. We can always but go I, back I, in time I, and I, fix you. It does feel to me that like this future still somehow 
should have been avoided by the other actions of the thing, but I guess, you or like not avoided, but like be in a different time continuum. Yes, from the, so. the Ram that has then become our hero well, Ram also by the, the end of the movie. The Ahmed that took DNA, Jesus' DNA. I guess he didn't go back to his home time. He went to 2059 instead, which uh-huh, allows yeah. which allows a different Ahmed who didn't go back in time to get stabbed to death by uh, by Ram. Mm-hmm. But uh. A, a crime which is again I guess considered okay because he is uh, a terrorist on the on the basis of no evidence whatsoever uh, that they can present but that like it's it like all the it yeah it's like the movie has gone to such great lengths to set up how time travel works and then the last and at the very end they're like forget it you know what it doesn't yeah. matter but wouldn't it be cool if what if I, I guys, I, I thought up this idea uh-huh. like what if the Antichrist was like Christ but anti. Okay, yeah. okay so let's what, make a movie. Like, so explain what you mean by that. So like a real Christ. Like he's like made out took, of antimatter? I don't understand. We took we took a DNA Christ, you know, and we made our own Christ, but okay. because it's like a false Christ, it's all fucked up. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. so describe, describe, describe how it's, it's describe how it's Dan's fucked up. a little bit too twisted for me right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so I'm, I'm worried, like, I'm worried I kind of wish I was recording with Ellie right now. I'm a little nervous. It's a bit of a mind freak for me, so Dan, maybe you can lay it out more so I understand it a little more. Imagine... Imagine Christ, but like bad. <laughs> okay. Antichrist. So like, what would? But how would that manifest? Like, what is he doing? What makes? I don't him know. He blow. He blow up things. Like, I mean, because the Christ know, in the movie we saw blew up a cave. Go. Yeah, he'd explode things, and like people, he wouldn't want people to be free. And he'd exhort his followers you know? to go to other countries and murder them and force them to live yeah. under his laws. Yeah, and steal all their stuff. Guys, is it possible yeah. that we've been dealing with the Antichrist this whole time? That's <laughs> possible. In our continuum. Talk about yeah, blasphemy. yeah, basically. So, so Dan, so, uh, so I, th- this was the point when I knew Dan was watching the movie because he would text me stuff every now and then, and then he just texted me the fuck, <laughs> and that was his response <laughs> to the ending. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite something. Two thumbs up. So, yeah, can you think of uh, another movie that introduces a whole other storyline <laughs> in the at the very end in voiceover? I mean, you already said the Marvel movies. The Marvel movies do it in the, but, but it also they do yeah. they do those end credits things. But you're like, I know this will be paid off at some point in another movie. Yeah. But this is never. I don't unless they were really hoping to do the sequel, Fingers Black crossed, Easter yeah. Two, Black Palm Sunday. You know, it's got a. I mean, Palm, it's clearly a, yeah. a shameless like play for a sequel, right? I have to assume yeah. so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I it mean, won all those fucking awards. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them. I mean, I wonder and this if movie's I mean, very historically accurate. Now so. I'm curious. I'm not going to watch the other cut of it because I only have so much. God has only given me so much time on this earth. But I wonder if the other <laughs> cut does not end with that. And if they were like, "Yeah, this is hitting it off. This is this is doing well. Let's throw in yeah. an ending that can can get us a sequel." Because if they do make a sequel, we are going to have to watch it for another small member. Yeah. Although it's knowing true. the way movies I, I work now, know. I'm sure this director will get handed like a Star Wars movie to make now. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. that's the way yeah. movies work is you make a, a was... you make an independent film that people that wins awards and then suddenly you get yeah. handed a, a movie that costs a Critically billion dollars. Beloved, yeah. this was. Let's do a final judgment. Well on, yeah, on, Rotten Toma- on Rotten Tomatoes it has a one stolen tomato. So is this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie we kinda like? Uh, I'll say very quickly the as we have said, the premise of the movie, uh, you know, is very Islamophobic, uh, and uh-huh. and the movie itself, yeah, and the movie itself. Like, if you have uh, bad experiences with religion in the past, I could Im- imagine this movie being very difficult to get through. Uh, if you don't have those hangups, uh, 
it is a very silly, silly bad movie that moves quickly and does all sorts of nutty things that I never expected to see in a movie. So I would give it a good bed uh, under with 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 uh, precautions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, I think if uh, if for whatever reason uh, the topic uh, uh, the topics this movie touches on aren't uh, triggers for you, then yeah, it's very silly, very stupid, uh, and it uh, it's a time travel movie about going back in time to kill Jesus. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I would, so I guess, good bad. Yeah, I would also call this a good bad movie. I think. Uh, if you are the kind of person who goes out of your way to watch bad movies and make fun of them with your friends, then I'm guessing that you probably are not going to be too bothered by uh, the religious aspects of it. That's a good point. But I don't want to judge. But it's I, I don't want to guess who people are. Uh, I will yeah. say that. Uh, so the the writer director's name is Jim Carroll. I want to mention that fans of the Basketball Diaries should know that this is not that Jim Carroll. <laughs> it's not that. No, this Jim this Carroll. is not the Jim. Carroll. Is- this is not the not the uh, not the uh, kind of punk icon Jim Carroll. Uh, that is that is the joke I made to Audrey while we were watching it. Uh, to which I think she responded. What? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, so I. So that's my one. My one thing. If you see his name in the in the credits, don't be like, "That's what he's up to these days." No, he died in two thousand nine. Uh, so otherwise, I would say good bad movie. This is a movie I was worried was going to be super serious, and it was just the right mix of taking itself seriously while also being total goofball. So yeah, uh, I'd call it a good bad movie. I thought this was this was uh, as far as small members go. I feel like we had we had two solid uh, good bads, two bangers, yeah, in this and Andy and the Talking Hedgehog, both both with great voiceovers. Both movies that yeah. relied so heavily on voiceover to try to tell you things that the movie could not figure out how to tell you otherwise. You know. Yeah. Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave! From the internationally acclaimed creators of Who Shot Ya comes the movie podcast Maximum Film. Starring producer and film festival programmer Drea Clark as a woman bound by passion. I saw this eight months ago on the festival circuit. And I loved it. Film critic Alonzo Duralde as a man corrupted by greed. Why watch one Hallmark Christmas movie when I can watch seven? And comedian Ifiwadiwe as a man protecting a love that society simply won't accept. I think Pacific Rim is a perfect movie. And if you can't accept that, then I want you out of my life. From the makers of the movie podcast, Who Shot Ya? comes Maximum Film. That's right. We changed the name of our show to Maximum Film. But don't worry. We're still a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. So tune into Maximum Film at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. The Flophouse is sponsored in part by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can uh, create a beautiful website by, you know, uh, blogging or publishing content, sell products or services of all kinds, just 
turning your cool idea into a site that others can enjoy on the internet. Squarespace allows you to do this by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers with everything optimized for mobile right out of the box, a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions, and free and secure hosting. So why not head to squarespace.com flop for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code FLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, Dan, I actually had an idea for a, for a, inspired by this movie for a website, and I was wondering if, uh, if they might be able to help me. Yeah, yeah, shoot. So when Brant tells God, this is on you from that point on, uh-huh. I feel like that's hard. it's a hard thing to get away with, to just say, this is God's fault. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking any blame for it. So what if... I told you I had a social networking platform that would allow that would connect you with random people around the globe that you could blame mm-hmm. for your problems or that you could use oh. to blame for mistakes that you make. It's called Blamebook. And over at Blamebook, we have a simple goal to change the world for the better by making it easier to blame people that you've never met and never will meet for problems that you've had. It gets rid of the consequences for you, and of course there's no consequence for them because it's not like someone's going to go all the way to the other side of the world just to ask them why they, you know, wrecked their shoes, which is probably something that you would do that you would want to blame <laughs> someone for. So Blamebook yeah. is, would be a hu- a massive uh, social network where you could blame other people for things that you've done. They could blame you. It's a reciprocal blaming thing. No one ever has to deal with any consequences for everything, anything. So how does that sound to you? Uh, I mean, I can't see how there could be any possibly anything possibly wrong with creating another place on the internet where people can lash out at strangers. Well, yeah. Actually, also, I mean, it might be tough to Google because there's that hit manga blame. So if you're hitting, if you're searching for blame book, although it does use an exclamation point. No, no, but that's a good does point. You, I wouldn't want people do, to get confused. Does yours use an exclamation point? It was going to, uh, but it was oh, going to be after no. book. It would be blame book. Oh. Oh, okay. Blame book. Yeah. But so okay, but those are both good points. Uh Dan, maybe we maybe instead of a social networking site, it's kind of like um uh like a doxing site where you just the person you're blaming <laughs> oh. doesn't know it and you're putting mm. up their personal oh, information. Boy. Feel like you're going you're yeah. going the wrong direction. Okay, is that worse one. somehow? Okay. Uh then you know what? How about somehow, I, I got a better idea. How about we just call it <laughs> bg.com, blamegod.com. And uh okay. it's the site where you can imp- you input what you need to blame God for. And who you're who you're telling this blame to, and the site will create a personalized letter from God to the person that you need uh, to get out of being in trouble with. Uh, okay. Just taking the blame, dear Stuart, I'm sorry that I wrecked your shoes. Love God, mm. and really, it's Dan okay. That I actually, your shoes. I actually think you're on to something. Okay, here, so there it is: bg.com, blamegod.com. Uh, do you think Squarespace could help me with that? Uh, yes, and as I said before, go to uh, squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial and use the offer code FLOP for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, but we're also sponsored in part by Storyblocks. Storyblocks is a, uh, a stock media service and makes it possible for creators to keep up with the growing demands for modern video content so you can bring all of your stories to life and stop sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblock's unlimited all-access plan gives you unlimited downloads of the over 1 million-plus assets in their library. You can try out multiple options quickly and find the perfect fit so you can create more and spend less. 
Restock is their commitment to increase representation in stock media by hiring creators from marginalized communities to create content that is more reflective of the diverse world we live in. Stay on budget while telling the best version of your story with the most affordable subscription plans and tools on the market that scale to meet your needs. I, uh, you know what? Uh, stock footage is used by all kinds of people, whether you're making uh, Black Easter or, like me, you're making a new intermission song for uh, the live show that is happening this evening. You put some elbow grease into that thing. <laughs> I did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it may be the most actual work that is put into one of the elements of the show. I don't know. Uh, but um, So you can see that. used all Made all with Storyblocks uh, footage. Uh, at the live show, and you too can uh, do like the Flophouse does. Explore their library. Subscribe today at storyblocks.com slash flop. That's storyblocks.com slash flop. Stuart, I think you have a Jumbotron. Jumbotron. That's Jumbotron. right, Dan. <clears throat> hey, has your appetite for supernatural mystery tabletop role-playing games been wedded by the adventures of the Hog's Bottom 3. That's a reference to the Flophouse bonus content where I make these guys play uh, role-playing games with me. Uh, well, good news. Lakeshore and Limbo is solving occult cases in the city of Chicago on a weekly basis. This actual play podcast features a sloppy alchemist, a former cat, and a 1940s film star solving spooky puzzles using the FU system. And the cast includes performers from Second City Theatricals, IO Chicago, and Jackbox Games. So Lakeshore and Limbo is available on Spotify, iTunes, and all of the other usual podcast suspects. Why don't you check it out, listeners? And hey, if you liked hearing that Jumbotron and want to purchase a Jumbotron of your own, did you know you could do that to send messages of either a personal or promotional nature? Just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron and pick which show, this one, you want it to be on, and then uh -huh. do the message. And then unless there's something wildly offensive or defamatory, Stuart, Dan, or, or if I— Or we catch on to your, your plan to have Dan say very specific words, sneaker style, mm -hmm. for you to use his voice to uh, break into his security system. Exactly. It is my passport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't You can't Tobolowski him. Uh, yeah. We will, you'll get the joy of hearing one of us saying those things, like the puppets we are, and you, the puppet master, pulling the Jumbotron strings. <laughs> oh, dear. So that's uh, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron to have us spread your messages. But hey, guys, I've got another thing to promote. Hey, hold on. This one's a limited time offer. Jumbotrons, we do those all the time. You can do them whenever you want. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, today is the day, if you're listening to this on September 25th, the day it comes out, today is the day when we will be doing our live remote flophouse over your computer's internet show video show, talking show, where we, uh -huh, we're yeah. going to be talking about Super Mario Brothers. That's right. We couldn't let the 28th anniversary of this uh, cinematic classic uh, go past without us commenting on it, celebrating it, maybe. I haven't rewatched the movie yet for the show. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I have in the past because it's today, but when I'm recording this, I have not yet. 
And we're going to have all new PowerPoint presentations at the top. Uh, Dan uh, made a hilarious video f out of Storyblocks. Uh, we're also going to do some other neat segment stuff Dan has some ideas for. Dan's got a lot of ideas. We're going to be answering questions from the audience <laughs> via Zoom chat. And uh, we're going to talk about some other exclusive stuff that you're only going to know about if you watch the show. Just go to theflophouse.simpletix.com. Again, that's theflophouse.simpletix.com. It is Saturday, today, September 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And if you can't make it to the show on time, if you buy a ticket, you get access to the archived video of the show for one week before it disappears. Poof. Uh -huh. Overwritten by the timeline as Jesus is assassinated in the past. Tickets cost— And tickets are available for a week uh, during that time yes, as well. You, so if you, if you missed it, if you're listening to this on Sunday, for instance— That's true. —because you save Saturday for not touching any electronics, yeah. um, then maybe you would uh, want to listen to it and watch our show That's a very Sunday. good point. So if you missed it, missed it, now you can kissed it uh, by mm -hmm. paying the $10 for the ticket to— get access to the archive video. You have just that one week to watch it, to buy a ticket and watch it, and then it goes away. And as we mentioned, I think last time, if it's a household, you know, it's just $10 per internet connection. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to, yeah. if you, if there's four of you in the house, then you're all going to watch. You don't have to buy four tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. don't be like $40. That's too much. It's only $10. $10? One Alexander Hamilton? You throw that money away. You light cigars with it. Why not instead wow. spend it on some entertainment as we talk Super Mario Brothers, the first video game movie, maybe the best of them? I don't know. Guys, we'll find out. That's Saturday, September 25th, today, 9 p.m. Eastern, yep. 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to theflophouse.simpletix.com. Well, let's... He's what? getting tighter at that every time he does it. Every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the last time, so it's not going to get any longer, but, you know. Yeah. Um, I cannot... Express enough how much it has to be this week that you see it, because otherwise yeah. it yeah. will not be there. Well, let us move along to let letters us, from let listeners. Let us can't move along. This is a vegetable. <laughs> Good point. Well, <laughs> Alex, delete that. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, do not delete that. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Alex, can you can you submit that to the Nobel Prizes for jokes? <laughs> <laughs> so. I gave you guys one letters question, but I realized there's a, a thematically better letter to read. Wow. So I apologize for pulling a switcheroo uh, on you. Okay, well, but, you're, uh, you're not going to get our best takes. Then. <laughs> no. This is from Mason Last Name Withheld. Oh, Mason okay. Gamble, the who, star of Dennis the Menace the Movie. <laughs> Mason writes, Greetings, Peaches. I'm a longtime MaxFun contributor, and it brings me joy knowing that I'm helping to support my three favorite funny dudes just hanging out and talking movies. Love it. Dan, then, Dan, Dan needs that help right now. Then when I'm done listening to Story Break, I sometimes throw on the flop house so there's noise in the background while I do dishes. Just kidding. My question is this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a relief. Is there, no, is, there, is there acting notes in there for you? Or <laughs> yeah. is that, was that all you're doing? Like a scam. <laughs> there will be. Um, my question is this From the Ten Commandments to Noah, to, from Jesus of Montreal to Jesus Christ Superstar, the Bible has long been a source of inspiration for filmmakers. If you had to make a movie based on a Bible story, what story would you pick and how would you tackle it? Mason, last name withheld. P.S. Stewart. 
I've been led to believe that your theological indoctrination level lags somewhat but uh, somewhat behind Dan's and Elliot's. So might I recommend Samson, who slaughters an army using a donkey's jawbone before getting his eyes gouged out, or possibly that one time that the prophet Elisha summoned two dire bears to totally murderfy some rude teens. Yeah, that was not. That's one that I wanted to bring up. Elisha, the petty prophet. <laughs> and he's the one he's who visits mad. you. He's the one who visits every person and goes to your house at Passover. So, like, you got to make sure he doesn't bring the bears with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, as long as you don't call him bald head and tell him to go up. Yeah, so the kids go go up, you bald head, and he's like, <laughs> "Bears get him!" Wow, <laughs> to okay. me, my bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would like to do a really good uh, Jonah movie because. Uh, Nothing like getting swallowed by a big fish, guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're saying the movie Very Big Fish was not an accurate visual. enough st- telling of the Jonah story? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I actually, I actually have one, guys. I, I would like to do a – this is going to be a little bit out there, but it's going to be a David and Goliath story, but where David and Goliath are both sports teams. And okay. obviously the David would be the young, plucky upstarts, and Goliath would be the established team. Uh, maybe they play some like a form of soccer that involves martial arts as well. We'll figure it out. Okay. Okay, that well. makes sense. It all it's can it's all it ripped from the page. Um, I mean, <laughs> David and Goliath is a great idea, but I'd want to do the prequel about when David first met Goliath and their friends, and what happens and what tears them apart, so that they become enemies right. in the in the Bible story. But also, yeah, it's hinted at at the end of the movie that they're going to fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, there's, there's some joke about stones uh, or slings, you know. Um, but I think the I've always wanted there to be like a much better Passover movie than there is. I feel like the Ten Commandments is not great, I, in my opinion. Prince of Egypt is fine. Uh, and to me, the best adaptation of the Passover story is still Creeping Death, the Metallica song. So, like, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see a – I've never seen a, a Passover story dramatization that I think gets across the sheer, like, um, uh, both the scope of that story and also the terror of it. That really gets across how terrifying it is when the plagues come down or things like that. Or, like, um, what, a, what a strange man Moses must have been, you know. So – uh, so yeah, do, do some kind of big, big Passover epic. Or again, there's that, again, that David and Goliath prequel. We're about how they're buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you do them as people and not sports teams, like I suggested. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be a prequel about how the sports teams are friends, but I, that's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all of them? Sense. Yeah, all yeah. of them. Like, like each is individual friends with another person or like. No, they're like only group friends. They only hang out together couples. as couples. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got an yeah. hour and a half to fill. I mean, yeah, you can make them all in there. <laughs> Sure. You got an hour and a half to fill. Do what you like. Stuart, that uh, was, uh, that, that's, that's, that was the log line for a royal tent of mouse. <laughs> we got like two hours. Put them all in there. Who cares? <laughs> the studio goes, Stuart, we have some notes. Your movie currently has a 37-hour runtime. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell everybody's story. It's two teams for the people. Everybody, put them all in there. <laughs> what do you got to do? Yeah. Uh, this is from Anthony, last name withheld. Dear Floppers, you guys already had a bajillion episodes when I started listening a few years ago. Uh-huh. I have no idea what the house cat is and have never understood a single reference to it. <laughs> Who is the house cat? Please explain the joke to me and imbecile. Thanks, Anthony. Last name with help. 
Well, I'm assuming at the end of this episode, Alex will just tack on the "He's the House Cat" uh, song of the summer of the that summer. we re- that we released a few years ago. Uh, a few years yeah, ago, he's taking a brave. He's taking a brave. I will not listen to your back catalog. <laughs> that's which... true. Uh, so the yeah, house so, cat so, was so the character so the, that I so the, invented in an episode many so years ago. The "He's the House Jonah Cat" Hacks, song was 2013. So that's almost 10 years ago. <laughs> Jesus God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was. So, the house cat was a character that Stuart invented, but really just a sound effect where Stuart would say, uh, and we'd go, yeah. Oh, the house cat's here. And that was it. And we started getting fan letters <laughs> about the sound effect and about yep. the, the house cat character. <laughs> it really captured the imagination of our listeners, which is why Stuart stopped doing it right away. <laughs> <laughs> with, with our unerring instincts for self promotion, as soon as it became a breakout hit, Stuart was like, I don't want to do this. We stopped calling attention to it. Uh, I'm more than a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can understand how. Uh, Someone who's just come in, let's say, in the past seven years of the podcast might not understand that the house cat was once the darling <laughs> the of, of, of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. sure there are people who are like, "Why? What, like, what is this rocket crocodile? I don't understand." And it's like, "Uh, well, we did make a joke about it eleven years ago <laughs> in one episode." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's weird. You know, time flies, guys. Well, I mean, they, they, yeah. I mean, Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd only did the Wild and Crazy Guys characters, you know, like three times or something like that. So, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and yet, then it inspired the Joker movies. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, let's close up the mailbag and uh, we'll move all on to the good movies bag. That this, uh, zoop. That's, how, that's the <laughs> opening of the zipper sound. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to recommend some movies. Um that if you don't like to laugh at a movie, maybe you'll like to enjoy a movie that we liked. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that I'm pretty sure Elliot will be familiar with. It's called Dr. Cyclops from 1940. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, directed by Ernest B. Shodstack. Is that how you say his name? Shodstack, I did, think, yeah. Who was yeah, half who of the King team Kong. that did King Kong. Him and Marion C. Cooper yeah. did King Kong together. It's a trim 76 minutes. It's a, a pulpy, old-style adventure science fiction thriller about uh, the titular doctor who's not actually named Dr. Cyclops. No, he, he has just, very um, bad eyesight. It's just bestowed upon him, and uh, he has learned how to sh- shrink things. <laughs> it's one. Of, it's maybe the second best shrinking people movie. I'm gonna say, yeah. After the Incredible Shrinking Man, it's a it's a solid shrink, and it star, and of course, it has everyone's favorite star, Albert Decker, <laughs> as Doctor well, Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. There's a team of scientists and uh, various, um, you know, fellow travelers uh, with the scientists that uh, are. They go visit this guy, and uh, he gets mad at them, and he shrinks them, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he tries to kill them. And it's about, uh, you know, this mad scientist being chasing these tiny people around. And uh, I, I thought it's in Technicolor. It looks really Sounds pretty. Awesome. It's fun. Dr. Cyclops from 1940. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie on Amazon. Wait, let me. On Amazon Prime. It just popped up. It's a movie called The Voyeurs. It is an erotic thriller. One of those, you haven't seen one of those in a while, huh? Since Zalman King got out of the game. Yeah. Uh, and it <laughs> is. The uh, they're always calling him. They, they go to his cabin where he's chopping wood and he goes, and they go, Zalman <laughs> yeah. King. And he goes, how'd you find me? We got one more mm-hmm. job for you. 
Yeah. Is it there was yeah. one more like red shoe diary? Made it to the end of the phone book because the uh, Solomon Sea, whatever. Um, yeah. So he, uh, so the voyeurs. <laughs> yeah, because the phone book is organized by first name. <laughs> So that's why Zalman is at the, the end of the phone book. a phone book, dude? That's a good um, point. That's a good point. My memory so, could be wrong. Maybe it is organized by first name. <laughs> Gonna get back to my recommendation here. Uh, <laughs> so this is a movie about a young couple who move into an apartment where, and they become obsessed with the personal life of their neighbors who live across the way and they can see into their apartment. Uh, and it's genuinely like uh, sexy and it looks great and it sounds great. And it's just rare to watch a modern movie that has any sex at all, let alone one that's kind of hot. So, uh, and it's got some fucking nutty twists. Yeah. So I <laughs> totally recommend it. I think it's great. It's got, I guess there's a couple things that would be uh, triggering, but it's like a weird, <laughs> horny, erotic thriller. So watch, like if... If you're up for that, watch that shit. It's great. I liked the horny parts. The twists are pretty silly. <laughs> that's Just what's great aware. about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I remember, feel like as I've gotten older, the sillier the twist, the better. <laughs> yeah, please. that's true. I remember Siskel and Ebert having the exact same conversation about some movie where Ebert said, mm-hmm. I liked the horny parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That <laughs> of was course his Ebert job. would say that. So speaking about horny and silly, I wanted to recommend uh, the movie Margaret, directed by Kenneth Lonergan, starring Anna Paquin. Uh, the <laughs> okay. the three hour cut of it is on Criterion. I have not seen the shorter cut that was released to theaters, uh, but uh, it's the story of a, uh, a teenager in high school who lives on the Upper West Side of Manhattan who uh, accidentally causes a bus accident that leads to the death of a woman, a random woman, and it weighs on her and as she is going through the same kind of trials and tribulations that I'm sure all Upper West Side teens go through about who is she and misunderstanding the adult world, she becomes more and more focused on feeling like someone needs to be punished for this and focuses on the bus driver who is – she feels is as culpable as she is uh, for this bus accident. And it's a very novelistic movie. There's a couple different character strands that kind of – don't impact each other, but do uh, like reinforce and inform each other. Uh, and it's like a, it's not the kind of movie that's going to be for everybody. It feels like you're watching a novel of a movie. I've never read a Jonathan Franzen book, but there's part of me that was watching that was like, this is probably what a Jonathan Franzen book is like, you know, kind of like unhappy, well off people. But I thought that uh, it was really well made. There's a lot of great scenes in it. The performances are really great in it. It's also got Matt Damon's in it, Matthew Broderick's in it, uh, Allison Janney is in it, Mark Ruffalo's in it. Uh, lots of people are in it. Uh, Jean Renault is in it, uh, playing not an assassin. Uh, and oh, weird. Like uh, playing a very a kind of a quiet character for him. There's a lot of there's a lot of great actors in it, and I don't know. Uh, it might be because uh, it's a very New York movie, and it feels very New York. Uh, and especially New York during the time that I lived there. It might be that I liked a lot because there are a lot of scenes that take place at the Metropolitan Opera at Lincoln Center, which is a building I know very well and I have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, good memories of. But like, I thought it was just the kind of movie that um, uh, I don't see a lot of and I understand why it was not a hit. You know, uh, it was del- The release was delayed for a number of years because there were lawsuits between the director and the financiers over the cut of it. But... Uh, but I thought it was really satisfying and really good. And in a world where I watched a four-hour movie of unhappy Batman, I feel like I can watch <laughs> three hours of like actual human beings dealing with like human yeah. being stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was really good. It's called Margaret. The main character's name is not Margaret, though. So don't go into it expecting Anna Paquin's character to be named Margaret. 
Sorry. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, too. There are a bunch of characters. There's one fan out there who's really <laughs> Who only sees movies where the main character is Margaret. Well, yeah. yeah, it's like when you fire up Legend of Zelda and you're like, cool, I get to play Zelda. It's like, whoa, not so fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for Zelda. Uh, but she's not even looking for Margaret in this. But there, there were a number of characters in it who were like, I, I was who's like. looking for Sugar Man? Oh, Sugar mm. Man is the... Or searching for Sugar Man. Uh, yeah, you're... I guess you're looking for Mr. Goodbar. Is yeah. Mr. Goodbar Sugar Man? Uh, no, he's Forrester. Mr. Goodbar is a candy bar. Because it is a man made of sugar, but I think you're actually finding Forrester, who is, yeah, who is also oh, okay. a sugary man. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and has a good bar. It's called Hinterlands. It's in Brooklyn. Um, oh, wow. But, uh, there's a, it, Stealth plug right there. Margaret is like, it's a good movie for someone who doesn't live in New York anymore. There's a number of characters who I felt like were like, these are New York people. These are people I remember uh-huh. from my time in New York. And so I really liked it a lot. Well, we did it. We did it, guys. That was another one in the can. Another uh, hit that hit that flusher. Get it out of <laughs> here. Get it out of here. Make the fish but drink it. The icy hand of Shocktober <laughs> is now reaching out to clutch our shoulders. Um, As we I wave. can't tease. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to watch because we haven't we decided yet. But we, but, we're, uh, t- let's take a moment to wave bye-bye to the tiny hand of Small Vember, which we <laughs> gently removed from our pocket uh, <laughs> where it was attempting to steal a pen and yeah. and and say, not this time, Small Vember, but you've been great. Yeah. Well, for the flop house, I'd like to thank Alex Smith, our producer. Uh-huh. I would like to thank Maximum Fun, our network. And I would like to say goodbye from me. Dan McCoy. And me, Stuart Wellington. And me, Elliot Kalen, who is hoping that <laughs> I'll see you it. again later today at our show, too. September 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, Super Mario Brothers. Go to theflophouse.simpletix.com or go anytime in the next week and you'll be able to pay to watch the video. But until then, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> We didn't even touch on, I think, one of my favorite scenes in the movie when uh, Ram is like, okay, so I'm going to show the terrorists the time travel thing, but when they're distracted, I'm going to run and use it real quick. And he, like, tried to do it. They catch him immediately. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah they, just, like, they just hold their arm out and he runs into it. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in that, in that movie. I mean, by good, I mean bad, you know. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Uh, can I get your attention, please? This is the captain speaking. Can somebody tell that house cat to stop partying? Uh-oh! An ancient prophecy speaks of a mighty house cat rising from a blood-red sea. Some say he was born in a puddle of toxic waste. Some say he's the son of the devil himself. He hangs out with the Flophouse guys. He's a house cat. Did you, did you, did you know about the house cat? That house cat is a badass. He's a house cat. No nerds allowed, not when the house cat's in town. Did you know about the house cat? Excuse me, doctor, but the diagnosis for that house cat is... Radical. 
Well, of course, he's 10 feet tall. He's covered in silky white-black fur. He only wears his baseball cap on backwards. He's incredibly wealthy. Sunglasses? A necessity. Sometimes he wears overalls. He doesn't smoke cigarettes because they're bad for your health. His favorite instrument? The guitar. Favorite food? Pizza. Favorite movie? Road to Perdition. Favorite book? Tuck Everlasting. Did you, did you, did you know about the house cat? That house cat does not play by the rules. He's a house cat. It's been four days since we went out into the bush and that flop house cat is going completely feral. Uh oh. He's overalls, picking up base, eating some food, drinking some brews, knocking over nerds. Breaking the rules, ruining weddings, and breaking up rules. No way, two babes at once? Awesome. I've been with too many human zeros. Time to get with a house cat hero. No, 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 no. Leave the sunglasses on. We sure hope you haven't been declawed. Funky house cat. Did you, did you, did you know about the house cat? Who gave that cat those clothes? He's a house cat. Mr. President, have you ever heard of a house cat? He's so powerful. Uh-oh. I don't know what's going on here, officer. That house cat should be in class, but instead he stole my girlfriend. Did you, did you, did you know about the house cat? Where'd he come from? That's the thing nobody knows. He's a house cat. You're gonna have to hand in your badge and gun unless you can turn in this house cat that's been terrorizing the town. Uh-oh. And the award for baddest dude goes to... Ha, the house cat, of course. Roar, roar.